This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode number 333. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon. You can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. Follow the show at Marking Out, MarkingOut.com, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut, YouTube.com slash MarkingOut11. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Marking Out. Pick up some t-shirts and support our show because we're awesome and you guys are awesome. Uh, also, check us out iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. Joined here by Dave. You can follow him on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. Dave, how art thou? I am doing fantastic. I love this weather. I'm just going to say it. I love this weather. But how are you doing? I'm doing awesome as always. I laugh because when you say I love this weather, I picture you jumping on a couch saying, I love this weather. Like well, Tom Cruise what, with Katie Who Hawkins. says that I did not do that? Did you? No. Yeah. But so you can have, imagine if I did. Have you had watermelon yet? Summer is No, I have started. not. I have not. I have. How did you bring in summer? I I sat inside in the air conditioning. Nice, nice. Let's <laughs> a little bit. I had watermelon. All right. That's always cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell me more. Tell me more. Nothing, yeah. Did he drive a nice car? I don't know if that's not the works. What'd you do? Did you, you didn't do anything to bring in summer? Um, No. I did not do anything to bring in summer. I should have gotten ice cream. Actually, no, I lied. Uh, you, I were, was, you went to a concert last night. Yeah. See, this is why like, I always feel like there's things that I do. And then I answer you. I'm like, no, nah, I didn't do that much this week. And in reality, like, yeah, no, I did do stuff. I just don't remember. Um, yeah, Skeeter Creek we went to the other night uh, to bring in summer, which is a local country band up up here where they perform all covers. Uh, they t- cover everyone. Um, and they're very well-known in the Capital District and very, very talented. So we got to go watch that. And um, besides that, not all too much. Not all too much besides that. Well, yeah, uh, yeah got to enjoy a little pay-per-view. I went to the driving range on Sunday, by the way, on Father's Day. It was jam-packed jam-packed with all these, I guess, fathers and sons and daughters. So, as opposed to jelly-packed? Hmm. Interesting. Did you hear that reaction? Yeah. I <laughs> would like to take that back. You know, whatever. It's 2017. It's, it's really funny that you say that, though, because I was going through... Where, what was... Why would it have been... I thought there was like an on this day in Facebook history for me, but I don't see how it would have been. But like I was going back through old Facebook statuses and I was killing it with stuff. I had one that my father brought 
bought a box of jelly donuts and they were jam packed. And then somebody replied to that saying, boo. And I said, well, you didn't sugarcoat that one. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought that was funny. I don't remember where that was though. You know, that is, that is pretty funny. Yeah. I definitely think, uh, you should be writing your material. I mean, I do write my material. Oh, performing it on stage. Yeah, what am I going to... Yeah, no, I wouldn't. I couldn't. Why not? I have this platform. Not for long. What do you mean, not for long? Don't say that. <laughs> if you don't go on the stage, this is over. Right. Yeah. Well, you should go on stage. You might as... You, I think you could do stand-up comedy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think you'd probably prefer to sit down, but I think it would work. <laughs> Another one of my jokes that you're taking. Yeah, yeah. no. So I went to the driving range and uh, nice weather. And uh, I I hit I hit a few balls. I hit five balls to be exact. Nice. I was. I how, had, how many tries? What are you kidding me? <laughs> what does that mean? Like I would swing and miss? Yeah. No, five. The the hits were terrible. Five. But I had a reason. I had a reason for doing it. Okay. Normally, my friend always begs me to like hit a few because he buys whatever. I don't know how many balls come out, but he gets tired or whatever. And I hate. I just hate golf. Unless it's mini, I hate golf. It just doesn't make sense to me. Why? It just. It really. It makes no sense. Why am I hitting a, a tiny, a tiny little ball onto a driving range? Or even in, I never played 18 holes or anything, or nine holes or eight holes or whatever. But it just to me, it's not fun. You have to stand there with your arms right, and I like to. I like to when I play baseball, which is super rare. It doesn't happen these days. I was gonna say, what was the last time you played baseball? Yeah, and I don't even mean baseball though. It could be wiffle ball as well. Ah, oh, changing the story. Okay, which okay. is more recent. No, well, because in high school I would play. We would play baseball at in gym, uh-huh. but like more in more recent years, like July Fourth or whatever, or tailgating at the Coliseum mm-hmm. a few years ago, 2013, 2014. We would play wiffle ball, and I like to bat. Like I'm, I would be a lefty, and which when you're a lefty, where do your where? What's your hand placement? Left hand on the bottom, left and right hand on the top. Left hand on the top, right hand on the bottom. Right. Okay. So my left hand, I bat lefty and I have my left hand on the bottom and my right hand's on the top. So I like, I don't know what, there's probably no word for that. You have your own way of uh, approaching it. Yeah. So I do that with golf and, and my friend always like tries to correct me. I'm like, but look at this. The ball went the same distance. As it yeah. would have if I if I had my hands correct. Yeah, no point to correct if you're still uh, doing it properly, you know. Yeah. So the reason why I went up to do it was the there was a family golfing a family at the driving range next to us, and this one brother is just knocking the balls all the way out, mm-hmm. knocking them far down, and. Uh, the mother's telling the other son, like, oh, come, hit a ball, whatever. He puts on his, his glove. He hits 
or goes to hit it, completely misses. Mm-hmm. Throws the golf club down, takes the glove off, throws it off, gets pissed off. Ah, this is stupid. I don't want to be here. Blah, blah, blah. I'm not good How at this. How old is the kid? Uh, a little too old to be doing stuff like that. Okay. <laughs> maybe like I maybe 16, maybe 15. So too old for that 14, stuff. 15, 16. Um, but like I, I saw that he was frustrated with that. And his, his mom and his dad were like, no, like just do it. Focus on the ball, blah, blah, blah. He goes, tries it again, finally, hits it. It goes five feet. Mm-hmm. Gets pissed again. I'm done. Not doing this. <laughs> so I was like, I felt bad for him because he's like, he's clearly being forced <laughs> to be here on Father's Day. And he's like, mm-hmm. he's probably one of the kids like that would sit sit in the back, whatever, playing Game Boy or something. Mm-hmm. So I felt bad. And I didn't like say anything. I was gonna say like, oh, right, like, right now, all I see is the kid sitting down, pouting, and you're just coming up behind him with headphones and in your iPod or whatever, and putting the headphones in his ears and showing him marking out. Which I would literally never. Smile. I would never put my headphones into somebody else's ears, <laughs> ever. But no, I felt bad for him, and I like I almost spoke up and be like, dude, I suck, like. <laughs> it's nothing like nothing to to do this over like you'll like just practice keep practicing or whatever it's not about keep like you'll no, get there i want it to be like it doesn't matter like if you like are i don't know if you're embarrassed or anything i, I just i don't want you to like it's like in your head like who cares oh, what other I've people think this before uh-huh what, i just literally said it last week i think <laughs> no what do you mean no though? you never feel this way of helping out someone Yes, I do. Of course I do. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I didn't actually say anything to him, but I was in the thing right next to them. So I got up finally, and I, I hit the five balls terribly. Had to have gone, like, two feet in front, which is Did he look at him and, like, throw a smile? No, we left right after that. But I was like, yo, the reason why I did that was to get this, this kid to be like, like, damn, if that guy sucks even more than me... <laughs> Which I, I mean, normally I, I hit them a little further than, than I hit, but, uh huh, figured to, you know, help burn up the stars for this kid. Yeah, help the kid up. That's very, I commend that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, and then I, I went home after that. Well, actually, that's not true. I went to TGI Fridays after that. Mm-hmm. And got the all you can eat apps. Alright, hit me out. What did you get? Uh, I got the barbecue chicken flatbread. Okay. I got the fried pickles. And I got the I got barbecue and buffalo boneless wings. And I think that's it. Oh, and I got the loaded potatoes, the potato skins without bacon. Hmm. But uh, I don't normally get buffalo wings. I just wanted like I just wanted one buffalo wing, but I ate them all. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't. I I love buffalo wings. I I think they're delicious. It's like buffalo chicken pizza. I I could eat that once in a while. I prefer mm-hmm. not to though. If it has blue cheese on it, completely out. Not not eating blue cheese. I think that's disgusting. Really? Yeah, I hate blue cheese. 
I hate Gorgonzola. Gorgonzola, I think, is the worst. I, I do. You, have you ever had Gorgonzola? I'm, not, I'm trying to picture Gorgonzola. I'm, I'm not too sure. It's awful, man. It's it's like it's it's like blue cheese magnified to a hundred. I'm not too familiar with it. Rich and fancy people eat it, I guess. Gorgon. Gorgonzola. They have like Gorgonzola chips and everything. I don't know why anyone would want to eat that. At my friend's bachelor party, we went to a steakhouse and uh, and like I guess his brothers ordered like the whole menu and stuff. And, and one of the things that they ordered was gorgonzola bread, mm-hmm. which is gorgonzola. I mean, she um, it's bread with melted cheese, like garlic, like a so garlic it's a grilled bread. cheese. No, it's like a garlic bread, but with like cheese on it. Okay. And. They were the only ones eating it. I was like, dude, this is absolutely disgusting. I don't understand how you're eating this. Everyone's like, who who ordered this? And his brothers were like, we did. And we were like, this is disgusting. Like, nobody eats Gorgonzola. <laughs> so. Well, lifestyle of the rich and the famous. Yeah. I, I like um, free cheese. Uh, I go really back good. and forth. I go back and forth with that. Like, are you supposed to eat the the rind? I don't understand. Like the outside. I do. I don't like. I never know. I eat the rind. But yeah, like, I said it. I like, eat the rind. It's good. Like, I don't even like raspberry. But then they they sell like these puff pastries with brie and raspberry in it. That sounds interesting. And I, it's good. I actually, I I'm a big fan. Oh, I forget. Uh, it's it's like a smoked cheddar. I forgot what Havarti? is it. Uh, yeah, Havarti. I'm yeah. a big fan of. I like that smoky. No, not uh, Havarti. Taste. Gouda. Are you thinking of Gouda or Havarti? It could. It could be Gouda. Havarti, I think, but might be like creamier. I like. I mean, I like. I like all cheese, but they all go perfect with everything. Yeah. What would you? What if you could put cheese on anything? What would you put it on? What do you mean? If I could put it on anything, like a cheese. Like what burger? is your? Yeah, like uh, yeah. what is a cheeseburger? Would, cheeseburger, crackers. What what uh, would you prefer? Cheese, cheeseburger, hundred percent. Yeah. Well, you know what though? <sighs> That's a tough one. But I mean, mm-hmm. like it's it's like. Do I put? Is it like a, a cheese product? Like a cheeseburger is a is a cheese. It's like a dish. Are you saying like what I would add cheese to? Yeah. I don't like know. What would you put it on? I, I mean, I don't know. Salads you put cheese in. I think I'm, I'm going to stick. Actually, you know what? I think grilled. Uh, it's, I'm probably going to go with the grilled cheese. So you're not saying what dish would you put? Ex- like, would you put cheese on? No, no, on? no. Yeah, I'm, I meant what you said before. <laughs> yeah, said, so uh, you know what? Answer, There's a. Fine, fine, like, percentage difference. I don't know what the percentage is. They might be equally tied in my uh, mind. I'm not sure. It's between um, a cheeseburger, which, by the way, I think the best cheeseburger I've ever had is from Grand Lux Cafe for their happy hour burger, which is a sister be- It's a sister of, of Cheesecake Factory. Cheesecake Factory has a happy hour burger, too. It's a little bit different than the one from Grand Lux. What's uh, so special about it? What's on it? Uh, it's It's got... Um, Caramelized onions. Okay. Um, what else is on it? Onion. Oh, I yeah. I thought there was. One Why did you sing there. that? 
Did I onion? Yeah, you're like onion. <laughs> then there's American cheese, I think, which I'm normally not like a fan of, but like if it's, I, I could do American cheese on a burger or uh, grilled cheese very rarely. I've read, honestly, I've been whenever I eat a cheeseburger, it usually is from a, like a off the grill, like at a barbecue or something. But when I go out for dinner and everything, I'm finding I'm struggling with cheeseburgers now because of the size that they give. Like they're everyone's trying to top everyone else and add everything that they have on the cheeseburger. Well, here's to the, the point deal. where it takes away the cheeseburger aspect, or it's too uh, too um, soggy the bread. I don't eat a cheeseburger like a sandwich. I fork and knife it always. I'm starting a fork and knife. I fork and knife most of my food. Um, the yeah. other the other thing that I was going to say that's probably tied with cheeseburgers is pizza. Okay. Yeah. I mean, grilled cheese is maybe a close second between cheeseburger and pizzas. But uh, yeah, sometimes I fork and knife pizza. I don't fork and knife like the classic New York slice. No. But if there's something on top of there, yeah, there's. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Well, no, it depends on what – like if I'm eating a barbecue chicken pizza from like a regular New York-style pizzeria, uh-huh. that you get – you fold it in half and you eat it. Yeah, but if it's like a big ziti slice or something like that. Eh, well, I don't know if I would particularly order that. And even if I did order it, I think it would still count as pizza. If it's in, an, if it's in a circle, eight-sliced pizza – like a standard New York style slice, you should be able to pick it up, fold it in half, and eat it. If I if I went to like Anthony's Coal Fire Pizza, mm-hmm. I get their their uh, cauliflower pizza. It comes in a giant square, a rectangle maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, that's cauliflower pizza. Yeah, it's delicious. That it sounds pretty good. It's just it's just the dough with. Cauliflower with I don't know what kind of cauliflower they do, but it's like maybe sautéed or something. Mm-hmm. That a little bit of mozzarella cheese, maybe some Parmesan cheese and red pepper flakes. No sauce. That sounds really good. Yeah, it's really good. And then if or if I go to like Cheesecake Factory and order a pizza from them, it's like that's like super messy. Mm-hmm. So it's like I can't be expected if I pick this up, it just folds. <clears throat> it folds the other way and everything falls off the piece of pizza i feel like a place like uh cheesecake factory and grand lux you don't order pizza from i like their pizza though i do like their i get their barbecue chicken pizza from there and I, it's so good mm-hmm. and that's when i fork and knife that all right well i think the verdict is that if you got a fork and knife your pizza it's okay nothing yeah. wrong with that but when i mostly most of the time when i go out to eat i fork and knife things Mm-hmm. Like if I get a grilled cheese, it just for me it makes it feel like it's lasting longer. For me, it's just more of a messy thing. Like I don't, I, I'm finding it with food. I'm I don't like to have food all over my hands at times. Like I don't like to be a messy eater. Yeah, that's like and like sometimes the burgers have so much like stuff. Like there's like sauce or whatever. Uh huh. Like you can't possibly be expected to eat this with without having stuff go all over you. I don't know, like maybe I have a tactile sensation thing going on where I just don't like the sensation of the food, like messy food on my hands, but yeah, it's It's not a thing that I like. It's like those new stupid 
milkshakes that are taking over? I don't know. It's like you put the you have the glass or whatever, which they paint up in like icing or frosting, uh-huh. and then stick things to it like chocolate chips or M and M's or Reese's, and then they do the the ice cream shake. You pour the drink in the the thing, and then you have like full like ice cream sandwiches and donuts and stuff on top of it. It's mm-hmm. like I don't understand. Like that's not something. I, if I'm ordering a milkshake, I don't want my hand to. I want to be able to hold the glass. I don't yeah. want I don't want icing or frosting everywhere with M and M's and chocolate chips and and nuts and stuff. Yeah, the, to me that just doesn't make sense. It's like a no, hipster I, type of thing these days. They have that I, sa- the same thing with donuts these days. Like if I want a donut, I want a normal flavor. I don't want rose water. Yeah, it's like I understand what you're saying. And then they charge extreme prices for these items, and it's not like that. I don't understand who goes to a donut shop, and they're like, oh, a donut for $7. I think I'll take one. There's a place like that up here in Troy where I haven't been there yet, but they do like very, like I guess it's like gourmet donuts. I don't know how else to say it. A hipster donut. Like, it's a hipster I don't know how else to say it, but, like, they donut. have, like, s'mores donuts and, like, hipster. a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, wow. Huh. What? Is it that we went way off topic, even though we didn't even start the topic. <laughs> yeah, but, I don't even know how, oh, because with the TGI Fridays. Yeah. It's well, funny, it's funny, because now that my older brother's out of the house. Mm-hmm. We can now eat stuff with nuts. That's weird. <laughs> so, like, my mom bought... Listen, yeah, his brother was allergic to nuts. Not was. So. He's not dead. Yeah, he's, he's still allergic <laughs> he to went, nuts. He went to Florida. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so my mom, like, bought almonds that, like, we can openly have out now. And, I, and you don't have anybody flipping out on you for... Right. And so I roasted them. Like a New York City street vendor kind of thing. Uh huh. Eh, I could live without it. <laughs> yeah, did it come out too good? No, I mean it tasted like how it smells in New York City. Mm-hmm. It's just not really. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of of eating nuts like that. It's like I don't need to. I don't know. It's just maybe it's like a rare thing, mm-hmm. like peanut butter. I don't. I'm not about to go eat peanut butter. <laughs> I I love peanut butter. I just I mean, and I I, I have a nut allergy, and I love peanut butter. I've only had like three or four peanut butter jelly sandwiches in my lifetime, and they're all every single time they've been like, I as soon as I eat it, I'm like, why, like, why did I do this? It makes no really? sense. Yeah, I just not like. I don't know. I've, I I grew into my peanut allergy back in like sophomore year of college, and so before that, I I was able to eat freely eat peanut butter. And Reese's Pieces and everything like that. So I I know what it tastes like. Reese's Pieces. And I know what I'm missing. Huh? For me, Reese's Pieces are the worst. Mike had Reese's Pieces I, I, at I, Neil I, Diamond. I Reese's Pieces minis. I mean, what is it? Yeah, I mean, Reese's Pieces. Like the, the M&M style one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mike got that when we went to Neil Diamond. I was like, dude, for, for those make me like absolutely nauseous. Really? Yeah. Because I, I don't know why, but it's like not good. I hate I hate Reese's Pieces. I could eat a peanut butter cup. Okay. That's fine. But Reese's Pieces, no. 
I don't I don't like like almonds in my chocolate because like it's crunchy I guess although I could eat a Kit Kat or uh I feel like it's just too much effort to eat it uh, Reese's Pieces no Reese's Pieces I don't eat at all Okay, so now you're talking about the actual Reese's? I liked, for, for, no, no, not actual Reese's, like when there's like nuts in the chocolate, like a Hershey bar oh, okay, with almonds okay. or something, like a peanut M&M. It's just, there's too much like stuff that gets all over your mouth, the, the nuts. I don't know, that, that I don't mind, like I like the M&M's with like uh, the pretzels inside and. Yeah, I don't like that, but. Yeah, I, I like stuff like that. I liked the idea of the Reese's Pieces. I like when you bite into the Reese's Pieces how smooth everything is. Uh-huh. But I can't eat more than one. It's very rich. Yeah. Have you ever had Reese's Pieces, uh, Reese's Puff cereal? A uh, long time ago. Were they like, like, back when I was a kid. Were they good or did you not remember? I, was, I, I wasn't a fan too much. Because like... Now that Jared's out of the house, I'm opening the door to new things. I've never had Reese's Puff cereal before. I mean, it's it's interesting. It's worth trying. But I like if anybody listening has a nut allergy, I would highly suggest checking out Wild Butter. That's what I use, and I think the the smell and the taste is very similar to peanut butter. Um, I know I've I've tried it with your brother, and he. Was, he didn't like it at all, and I didn't like the peanut butter he preferred because his was very. Uh, no, he doesn't liquid. like that. He left it here, and it's not. Oh, it's I, not. It's not the. It's not that it's liquidy. It's the oil from whatever, whatever they're making the the butter from. Yeah, I really you just have to like mix. It. You have to mix that up. Peanut butter gets like that too. It's just I guess they figured out more of a way. I'm sure if you get organic peanut butter, it happens. mm Hmm. So well, you just have to mix it up, and then it becomes. That's when the oils go back into the into the, the butter, whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. It's like I've never seen butter separate in that sense, but I'm sure it happens. Yeah. Actually, no. There's I. I, I couldn't say I'm sure it happens. <laughs> yeah, why? Because you don't know. Yeah, like I know, like I've seen butter being made where there's liquid still in it, but I don't, I don't know if, like, in 2017, would there actually be? Could butter go back into liquid form from? Can it break? Is what I'm saying. What do you mean? I mean, can it go from a solid to a liquid? Yeah, like how the how yeah. peanut butter does, and how. The almond butter or whatever it. The I mean, soy it depends butter. on the condition. I'm sure if you heat it the, at a high enough. Heating to... it is melting. Yeah. I'm talking about like the like without having to melt it. Will the oils come out? Will whatever will the milk come out or whatever? I don't know. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I don't think so. I think it just solidifies. Yeah. I don't think that it has a leak at all. Yeah, so that's food talk again. <laughs> hey, cooking with Brandon Six, how about it? I don't know, write it, how about it? <laughs> All right, well, we had uh, money in the bank this past week, and I don't know, it's been a toss-up with some people liked it, some people didn't. It took place at the Scott Trade Center in St. Louis, Missouri. Home um, of uh, Randy Orton. Yeah, um, which actually, like, he might have grown up there. 
but he wasn't born there. Interesting. He was born in Tennessee. Huh. According to the internet. But, yeah, I'm one of the people that think this pay-per-view was awful. They had a few good things, but ultimately this was not a good pay-per-view. I definitely think that they could have done a lot of things better. I thought it was an alright pay-per-view, but... It didn't live up to my expectation as to what I wanted to see and what I wanted to see happen. Um, but, yeah, you and I both tied. Um, one, two, three, three, three. We both predicted the Money in the Bank match is wrong. And then we both predicted the tag team match wrong. I mean, you at least got close with who, who with, should win the male Money in the Bank I mean, you you listed. No. You said, "Well, no." When you listed, you said, "Who did we pick?" Sammy. Yeah, I picked Sammy. I picked Ziggler. Ziggler. You said Sammy Corbin or Kevin Owens are the only ones who should win it. Yeah. But, I mean, if it wasn't if I, if I didn't pick Zane, I definitely would have picked Corbin. I so mean, starting off the night, we had the kickoff show, uh, which featured. Zack Ryder making his in-ring return. Teamed up with Mojo. Yeah, six months uh, out of ring. Six months to the day, or was that SmackDown? Oh, to the day? Um, I, that I don't know. So the Hype Bros picked up the victory against the Colognes, uh, which I thought they still, after that match took place, there were still at least maybe ten minutes left. Uh, I don't think you needed much more for the kickoff show. I thought if you wanted to build up tag team wrestling... And make the championships, like, meaningful, maybe? Mm -hmm. Instead of an eight-minute match, you could have had them go 15 minutes? A little longer? I don't know. I was fine with the time uh, of it. I was fine with the timing. I didn't think that there was anything wrong just, with it. I just thought that there was more... There, what they had after... What they aired after this match was unnecessary. Mm -hmm. So... I thought that they could have given them more time. Uh-oh, someone's not professional, yeah, Brandon. Who has an iPhone, David? All right, all right, you got me this time. My, phone my is, bad. My phone's on silent and definitely doesn't make noises like that. That's for sure. So My bad. But all yeah, right. I, I was Ellie, hoping. Explain to Erica we are recording. I have to be professional or else I will be called out on the podcast. There we go. Well, I mean, don't explain that. You called yourself out by calling I know out. I did. <laughs> yeah, so. But the actual pay-per-view kicked off with the women's SmackDown Money in the Bank contract or the SmackDown Women's Championship contract match. Um, we both picked Becky Lynch. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, we both went with Becky Lynch. And I said, I believe Becky Lynch would win this because I don't see Carmella winning this. But Carmella actually did win due to James Ellsworth climbing the ladder and unhooking the briefcase and dropping it down to her. Um, I was completely fine with that. The one thing that I did not like was all the heat going on to the referees where they were all arguing with each other. Okay, well, 
first off, I thought the match was it was, was fairly bland, good. Super bland. That was it, it, not a good match. It was very bland. There but was nothing. I, I nothing like was, was accomplished. It was not. It was not a ladder match. Hold on. There's a. There was a few spots that were that were awful. Like there was a spot where Car- uh, Let's say uh, Becky Lynch and Natalia. They were like battling over the ladder, on each end of the ladder, shoving each other for a they good were doing like. A, it was a, a a pull tug of war. Yeah, tug of war for like a good fifteen seconds. So I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, get to the point. And then uh, there was that one moment where. Becky Lynch got launched into the ladder by Carmella, and Becky Lynch, I guess, was supposed to catch herself on the ladder, and instead she kind of like went like face first into the ladder. Yeah. Then they tried to sell it off as if she caught herself on the ladder. I'm like, uh, hmm, no, she didn't. My um, my main gripe with this is for for this first of all, the fans chanted, "This is awesome!" Like right off the bat. What was awesome? That they used the ladder. I think for this match to have been elevated for what it should have been, you had the spot. First of all, Tamina is the only one in the match with a a finisher from the top rope. Mm -hmm. Should have 100% gone up to the top of the ladder. At least done it to somebody, the super super fly splash onto the ladder or something. I think I agree. You could have done that to end... To take someone out of the match right at the end of the match, when they start to go to the closure of it, I think she could have done that to, uh, let's say, um, Charlotte. She could have done that to Charlotte to take her out of the match. I thought Charlotte, given her moonsault status, should have done what John Morrison did. I don't know if I she's able know. to, but yeah, I, I, don't I don't would know have assumed. I assumed a hundred percent she would have been able to. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's I, I think that's very tough to perform. I thought for sure somebody should have gone through a ladder. That somebody most likely should have been James Ellsworth. Yeah, I really expected him to be put through something, like through a table or... Yeah, like 100% should have been hit with a Bexploder suplex through, the table, through a ladder. Yeah. I thought he should have been attacked. So for, um, for me, this, for me, this wasn't really a ladder match. They used the ladder a few times, and then they had the Ellsworth spot. All right. So why are you? What? Why does it not bother you about the rest? No. It, what do you mean? Why it does bother me? Oh, I thought you said that it doesn't bother you. No, I hated the fact that they were arguing over that. Okay, I I agree. I thought that was so stupid that they are arguing over it, and then B. One of the wrestlers took control of that and, and went ahead, made the announcement, and then it was just like one of those, all right, he made the announcement. I guess that's like, it. Ellsworth shot up the ladder. People went nuts. Carmella wins. People are, are going crazy. They're cheering. And then the referees argue with each other. People start booing. People start being confused. And then the segment just ends. And people were so confused. Yeah, like the reaction to the – all right, first, I don't like the fact that – I could go both ways on this. I don't like the fact that uh, James Ellsworth won it for Carmella. A historic women's match was won by a man. Exactly. I think that Carmella I'm, should have – like he should have cl- he should have helped her to her feet. And then because realistically she got to her feet maybe th- five seconds after he dropped it down to her. Which, to which really – which really kind of angered me more that the referees were arguing because she could have gone up 
climbed up the ladder, rehung the briefcase, and then unclipped it again for her to actually have won. Yeah. I, like, I, I really know. don't I really don't like that, but not for like okay, I, I get it. Like the first one one was won by a male. I understand the argument with that, but on the other hand, Ellsworth is a heel, Carmel is a heel. I'm fine with the way it ended. It got so much heat. And then the fact that Carmella... I, mean, I wouldn't really... Not really. People were cheering for it. I thought that they got heat after... Like, it was... Oh, um, SmackDown, they got heat after it. Yeah, yeah, after From what I saw... And then from what I saw on Twitter, they were getting a lot of heat for it. During it, it seemed like the crowd at first was cheering for Ellsworth climbing the ladder. And then they got confused. Yeah. Once he took it. I feel like the crowd kind of, like, they weren't cheering as much. They were more like, wait, what just happened? Like, I don't I know think, if I think a big part it. of that is because of the refs. Yeah. I definitely think so. And I think that it's it's a shame. And I think that the thing that I am happy with is that Carmella is going with it, obviously. I don't like that. I thought the stuff that Ellsworth was tweeting to everyone in the match was awesome. Oh, it was perfect. He was really laying into them. And it was very funny. I still don't think that he belongs on the roster but that's besides the point i'm fine man smackdown the stuff he did on smackdown was good and anybody could have done that though yeah he's not doing anything special but still he's there he's in the spot he's there and we're not up next i would probably stop watching wrestling if you were ever in in that position if you were if you or i were in that position i would stop watching wrestling yeah. Because then it becomes a job and I have to... <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, that's... Yeah. Well, that's kind of why I stopped watching live Raw and SmackDown for a very long time because it felt like it became a job more than watching for leisure back when, like, when it was really tough to watch. Because WWE went through a really rough phase uh, recently. But next up, you had the tag team titles on the, mat, on the line. Uh, New Day... Uh, picked up a victory over the Usos defending, um, and it was by countout though. Which I, I I hated that there were back to back, confusing ends. Well, this wasn't really a confusing ending. You knew that it was a countout. Well, you knew it because they walked off. Yeah, but I mean, you knew that you knew the. It wasn't like the money in the bank where it's more of a oh. Does it get rehung? Does it this and that? With this, I don't think there was much confusion. It was just a countout. Yeah, I just nothing really. I, I didn't think. I, I don't think you should have had two controversial endings back to back. I understand what you're saying with that. I mean, I definitely think that you should have a. You should have had a decisive winner. But that's where it goes and continues now. So. Yeah. But I have to say okay. that trustful that Kofi does. Yeah, not awesome. only not only the trust ball, but at one point during the match, uh, he hit the rope, and I think one of the Usos pulled down the top rope, and he went flying over the top rope backwards. And the way that he took that bump, it was just like, wow. Like, it really looked, really looked good. Um, it was just like he hit the rope, normal hitting the ropes, and just went right over it. Didn't turn, didn't, nothing. Just straight flip over backwards. 
I thought that was a cool spot. Yeah. Um, then you had like the botch at the end. With what? Where uh, Big E hit the big ending. Where he caught one of the Usos and then fell. Oh, yeah. Well. And had to like pick him back up. But we could give you a little bit of a leeway with that. Um, yeah. Next up, you had Naomi, the champion, defending against Lana in her debut match. Uh, I was a big fan. I liked the fact that Lana was picking, a par- picking apart Naomi's leg with the suplexes into the ropes. I thought those were violent and really good. A lot of people complained about her. What a saying how awful she was. And I don't understand. Like, I was very surprised with how much I enjoyed her in-ring work. Now, I will. I did enjoy, but I, I'm not going to be uh, closed-minded. Of course, I saw that she was green. I think that she definitely looked very, uh, very green in her match. I, I don't even, like, very green to me was, like, Eva Marie. Yeah, I, and I, I don't think I don't think they green. were on that same level at all. I thought she was very green. I feel like for green for me is where you're very, um, very slow in the ring, very thought productive. It, it just doesn't really flow too much. And, um, yeah, just a little bit slower pace than normal. I don't know. And I, I feel like that's me, what I got. I got that she was a little bit slow. I didn't think I didn't think she was that. I mean, obviously she's only like how many months into wrestling, but I I, I quite enjoyed I quite enjoyed it. I don't know. I I was expecting a little bit more. She did hit that sit out sp- uh, spine buster, but yeah. then the controversial finish continues. Not really too much controversy, but Carmella. Comes on out with Ellsworth, teases cashing in, and decides not to cash in, causing the distraction for Lana. And then, uh, which one of the things? One of the things I said was, I hope whoever wins the Money in the Bank briefcase doesn't cash in or doesn't lose it. Yeah, because I think it'll be, it will, it will be even worse or something i don't know it'll for me it'll be what do you mean uh, like what do you mean that if they lose it do do does any only one person lost it right um seen it and well was seen as successful well i mean oh you mean you mean actually not yeah like actually losing it yeah i think anderson might be the only person that actually lose the Money in the Bank briefcase, right? Yeah. Which, how'd that happen again? Over the Lakers? I, over the what? <laughs> over the Lakers? Or is that a different time period? I actually, I don't know. Remember they had like that basketball match where it was like Team Lakers That was like versus... really bad. Yeah, Team... the Cavs, Cavs versus Lakers, I think. No, I don't think it was... Golden State. No, because the Lakers Golden are State. yellow. Lakers? Who's blue? Um, light blue. Was it light blue? I don't remember. The blue was the Lakers. It was blue and yellow. Laker, Lakers are purple and yellow, first of all, Mr. Colorblind. All right, calm did down I just, Did I blow your mind that that's what calm down the colors they are? It is definitely blue It was and the yellow. Nuggets. It was the Denver Nuggets. All right. That's blue and yellow. Exactly. <laughs> But and was was it's a different shade. Was Kennedy no Lakers are purple. 
<laughs> There's no like ifs, ands, or buts about that. But was this? Right. I don't know. Maybe this wasn't. This wasn't when Kennedy was the Money in the Bank holder. That was the match where that issue that like with his, Randy Orton took place, though, right? I believe so. I think that's where it like went down. Like as his yeah, place. where he hit that back body drop, and uh, I think I think landed Randy Orton right on his head. I think Ken Anderson was the or Kennedy Kennedy was the person that was what's it called? Was like the mm. surprise person in that. And I think that's how the the match came about was because they had to move arenas because of the Nuggets. I think. I can't. I don't remember. I think the Denver Nuggets were in the playoffs or something. So well, they, they and they originally they had the thing booked and they had to move the venue to to the Staples Center. Uh huh. And it was like the like the I don't know how. Might have been like the night of or the night, the day, like day or two afterwards that they had to like, str- like, actually struggle and find a venue mm-hmm. where it was like so close. It was so close that that like, I remember I think Madison Square Garden was offered to to host Raw that night. Like Madison Square Garden was so close to hosting, and then I guess they just went with the Staples Center. They were already on the West Coast. I can't wait for Monday Night Raw MSG to host another Monday Night Raw though. It's not gonna happen. I I hate like it, it's just money, right? I guess yeah. That's just too much money to run a televised event there. I guess so. Even though I don't know how Bellator scrapes together their millions. That's the thing. I I, I don't know if I buy that as a reason anymore. Like there has to be a little bit more to it. I don't know. I mean, it could it could be just be the money, the licenses and stuff, where they actually just make more money doing non televised shows there than they make doing televised shows. Could it be something with the athletic commission? No, it's probably just the the, the rent money. The rent is too damn high. <laughs> so right. yeah, so we have Lana's match, um, which I thought was fine. I, I think that she still needs a lot of training, and I'm gonna—I'll give it another match. Let's see how she does on SmackDown next week. See if there's any improvement or anything like that, and then pass judgment. Uh, after this segment, we had the debut of Mike and Maria Kanellis, the re-debut yeah. of Maria. Um, I thought this was way more progressive for women than it was the Money in the, Money Bank, in the Bank ladder match. Um, because a, a man taking a woman's last name is a big deal, I think. I I agree. That's never been. I don't think that's ever been done before in pro wrestling, where the uh, the male figure took the last name of the the female figure. I think that's that's great. Unless um, unless it was a woman that was a mother to a son, like Beaver Cleavage. Oh yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I think it's pretty progressive that they did this. I think the reason why they did this is completely different. Obviously, Maria is the star in WWE. She's the name. Mike, yeah. Mike Bennett is not a WWE superstar. I don't, I don't think they hold him to Nakamura or Samoa Joe or something no. like that. Or Bobby Roode. Yeah. So, yeah, I was... I mean, it... People, a lot of people said that this this is coming off as like Miz and Maurice to them. 
And uh-huh. when, when they debuted, I like thought for a split second that it felt like Miz and Maurice. But as they kept going, I was like, this is nothing like Miz and Maurice. Yeah. And I, well, and like I was completely as soon as their their music hits, I want their theme song on iTunes. Oh, uh, their yesterday. theme song is so good. It's very good. Um, I thought I thought s- I thought that this promo was really good too. Like in- it really introduced them to the to the crowd very well. Yeah, I thought them slow dancing was good. Yeah, I was like, Great damn, chemistry. I was like, damn, this is good. <laughs> like <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I didn't expect. I didn't know what to expect from that. When I don't think anybody did. Like when I when I when stuff. I first heard Mike Mike Bennett and, and Maria were coming to WWE, I did not know what to expect. Yeah, I mean, I knew I know that he's a very good wrestler. We've seen him in action live uh, a few times. Uh, always very talented, but I think that this is going to be a lot of fun to watch. And I, I saw a rumor that apparently they they are the reason why Miz and Maurice are breaking up. But I don't know if they're going to be breaking up. That's the rumor. Apparently, she's going to be uh, Maurice is going to be written off. This is writing Maurice off of TV for a bit. Maybe she wants to go have children. It could be, but then that would write off Miz at some point. No, not necessarily. Look at Daniel Bryan. Yeah, he's back on television. Yeah, that's true. But even still, I feel like that's the reason why. Uh, they broke them up because they didn't want someone so similar. For, well, at least this is what the rumor. They didn't want someone similar to, like, um, couple-wise. And they feel like they had that with Maurice and Miz, and now Mike and uh, Maria. So they asked the other one. Which is funny because she was part of that group. <laughs> it was Maria, Kelly Kelly, and Maurice that were... I think they were going to be on the first season of Total Divas to be, really? br- to be brought back into WWE, and then the Bella Twins, they blocked it or whatever, so to say. I don't, I don't know any of that, like, drama. But I do I mean, know... You've like, heard is, that, is it you've it heard that rumor. With, is it their drama? There is actual drama with Maria and uh, the Bella Twins. But it was also Kelly Kelly and Maurice. Don't you remember that a few years ago? And then they even there was even a storyline on on Total Divas or Total Bellas, Total Divas this past season. Because Maurice, right. Maurice was added on to the show. And mm-hmm. she goes, We were gonna be on I think the, I think she goes into the whole first season of Total Total Divas and stuff, and she goes, Me I think she name drops Kelly Kelly and she says, and another woman. Mm-hmm. So I I'm not too sure, but yeah. So she's back, and I'm very happy to see her back. I mean, I I think that she has. I think that she is very talented. I think that she's she's an all right wrestler. I mean, she's nothing special, but I think as a ballet, I think she's fantastic. And I think that Ring of Honor, she really honed her uh, craft a lot, and once they went to. Uh, New Japan, her time over there was really well. I think when, as she even, like, but right as she was leaving WWE, like right before when she was actually wrestling, I thought she <laughs> improved a great deal before she left. And then she continued on in other companies, and I thought she she's really, she's really doing well. And she pursued her, her degree, uh, college degree. 
Uh, she was actually in the class with our cousin, Dana. Seriously? Jay, yeah, Jay's sister. In what school? Uh, Johnson & Wales? In Boston? I think Johnson & Wales. I'm not too sure. I forgot. But yeah, they were in the same uh, graduating class. Apparently, Dana took graduating a graduating class is not the same thing. You don't no, no, say stuff actual, like that. <laughs> she was she was, a, actually, she was in an actual class with her. What was the she class? I forgot. How do I not know this? But she said like she kept her herself and everything. But she she knew that she she didn't know really who she was, but she knew that she was a pro wrestler. How did she not like tell you sooner? Well, how she, how well, do you not tell me sooner? I don't know. I thought I did. I don't know. Back then, you were in denial that Jay and Dana were your cousins. Because I, I don't know them. <laughs> <laughs> I really I don't know them. Uh, I'm Jay Lewis. Twitter. Go follow him. Check out his music you heard on last week, Pleasant Street. Um, yeah. But um, regardless. Yeah, that's, that's one. Pro Wrestling Tees.com slash Mark is out. Uh, after this segment, you had the Fashion Files. Which I thought was great, obviously. As always. And they thought, well, how did what happened here? I don't even remember now. What happened yeah. in the Fashion Files? It led into the tag team match later on. Yeah. That's all we need to know. Yeah, I just. Oh, someone destroyed their their uh, their their room, right? I don't remember. Yeah, I, someone destroyed their room, and then they found the video. Someone left a video saying like... Oh, right, yeah, the video brought... of them with the just the silhouettes. Yeah, okay. where you didn't know. And honestly, I, I couldn't even think of anyone. Oh, as soon as I was... I was like, that's definitely the Ascension. Really? Yeah. I couldn't think of anyone. I But for a split second... Did you hear that? What, the little bird outside your window? Yeah, bro. It's raven. Yeah. Is, is it a raven? Crow, crow. Yeah. yeah. What do you mean, crow, crow? That's not a... No, no, crawl, crawl. That's not a noise they make. They go, crawl, crawl. That was a pretty uh, awesome theme song he had. Raven. Yeah. Yeah, so for a split second, I thought instead of the Ascension, we were going to be seeing the Surfer Dudes <laughs> from, from Southpaw Regional Wrestling. Oh, okay. I don't know why I thought that, but... I wonder if that gimmick would get them over more than the current gimmick. Do you think it would be smart to switch gimmicks right now? I don't know, man. And it's funny because Fandango, when he was on the phone, said... He said something, and he goes like, Thank you, Chet. And it's like his character on Southpaw was Chet Cheddarfield. Yeah. Right? It was Chet Cheddarfield? Yeah. I think so. I think Cheddarfield. I think. Do you think that? All right. I I would not want to get over more if they switched gimmicks. I wouldn't want them to switch into surfer dudes. I would be cool with that. It's it would be a comedy gimmick, which is a complete change of what they're currently doing. But I feel like they they'd be able to own it a little bit more because I feel like every time we do see them, they're involved in some sort of a comedic aspect, like Uh, like in um. Backstage-wise, they're always doing something comedy-wise or when they're on the network doing uh, TV shows. I don't know, man. And then the problem is if you do have them come out as the surfer dudes, is there too many comedic gimmicks? 
Yeah, so stop booking them like that. (laughs) (laughs) Up next, I was very surprised to see this. Uh, The WWE Championship was on the line. Jinder Mahal, the champion, successfully retaining that title against Randy Orton. Thank goodness. Yes, thank goodness, thankfully. This... This match went on for too long, though. This was a 20-minute match. This, Yeah, this uh, there was stuff that should have happened that didn't happen. Like, they had... First of all, I don't even really understand um, the, the the legends that were out there. Yeah, I, I don't even understand their picking with that. It's like, like... I understand... Obviously, I understand Bob Orton being there. Yeah. Um, they, uh, apparently, there was, there was a territory in St. Louis that ran... But I don't know if any of these guys, like, worked there. I just don't – I couldn't find much information about it. I don't think Ric Flair should have been there at all. Because, the, the like, the most famous person in this segment should have been Cowboy Bob Orton. Mm-hmm. You had Baron Von Raschke. You had Sergeant Slaughter. You had – who else? Uh, you had Bob Orton, uh, Slaughter, Raschke – um, that's all I wrote down. I couldn't remember if there was anybody else. I felt like there was one more, though. Yeah, I feel like there's one missing. But I couldn't remember. But I don't... I had Flair, Slaughter, Orton, Van Roschke. Who the I wrote heck down. is missing? <laughs> yeah, so I think... Not uh, Aaron. No. I think that there should have, like, with the involvement with the... Oh, Henning. Oh, yes, yes, Henning. Larry the Axe Henning was there. Yeah, Henning. Um, I don't think that they should have, like, their involvement in the match with with the Singh brothers was not good. It was unnecessary, and what I don't like about it was that it caused that distraction for Randy Orton to get out of the match. And oh my God, did that piss me off? It led, referee, to the, it led to the finish. How how long was Randy Orton outside of that ring for without the referee counting? Uh, obviously less than 10 seconds, right? That really pissed me off. He had to have been outside the ring for 10 seconds if the referee didn't uh, count him out. It's funny because they talk so much about the rule book these days. And they don't – like how do you talk about the rule book? Yeah. How do you release a rule book? And then you have Brock Lesnar still, to this day, has not defended the championship yet. How, what, is, what is it? It's supposed to be defended uh, 60 days, right? Every, no, no, 30 days. 30? Yeah, every 30 days or else you're stripped, so they say. Then you have the 10 count. 10 count, you count it out. There wasn't a no DQ match or anything. And then you have the rule book even more. Carmella and James Ellsworth. There's no rule saying that they can't. No. Which I really, I'm going to talk about it about later on, but I really like that what those two played up. So, gender one, uh, lame finisher as always. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the RKO spots. I mean, yeah. Up it, next. They, and um, they Randy Orton almost won the match too with the RKO, but then the Singh brothers. That's where they got their involvement in there. And then I also didn't I didn't understand that why you needed an RKO through the table for them. Yeah, I, I don't understand that either, especially since they were there on SmackDown. Yeah, I don't think that the RKO through the table was necessary. I think they wanted a big pay per view spot that they just I don't know for whatever reason they chose it there. They didn't choose it in either of the Money in the Bank matches. 
Yeah, there. Were, well, I mean, if you look at the Money in the Bank matches, I don't think you have anybody in there that is willing. I mean, the biggest. I mean, we'll talk about it. A hundred percent. The only person that. I mean, obviously, Kevin Owens could have. Hundred yeah. percent. Put Zayn through the table it, or something. In in my mind, there was only like AJ. there was a very few big spots for that match. But yeah, I don't think so either. But um, I think Orton. There was no reason to do the same thing with the Singh brothers that he did on the last pay per view. I always, whenever I watch him flip them over the commentator table, I'm like, where's the where's the safety in this? Like, it really actually looks like he's trying to hurt them when he flips them, and they land almost like barely almost land on their necks. I think the first time they that they did this was like, oops, like you see it on Randy's face. Yeah, it it does look like he was he was it was unintentional, but, but not still. not this time around. This time around, yeah. it's like, oh, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. But up next, we had a random thrown-together match. Um, Brazongo defeated the Ascension. I wish it was longer. I wish there was more to it. I, I really liked the the face paint for the Ascension. It was like a red and black, I believe. Um, I think it was red and black. It's, and actually, I was, it's actually yellow and blue. No, <laughs> no, no that's just purple, kidding. Dude. That's a joke. It was a joke based off of the earlier portion of the show. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, 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 it sucks because this led to no... Was there Fashion Files on the show? There was, right? There was, but this finish was very abrupt. I meant it on was, SmackDown. Uh, the, the Ascension there... was going for their finisher. And I, I, then... meant, I meant on SmackDown, by the way. There oh, was none. Yeah, no, I got you. But there was, they were going for their finisher. Tyler Breeze knocked off one of the guys from the session and then there was a quick roll up in the ring and that was it. Yeah. That was it. In the longest match of the evening, the money in the bank ladder match for the WWE championship contract, you had Baron Bob Backlund Corbin defeating AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, Dolph Ziggler, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. Why Bob Backlund? Because it's so disappointing. Really? So disappointing. A hundred percent. He was. I said last week the only person I don't want to see this win this match is Baron Corbin. I, yeah, I remember you saying that, but that's totally. I completely disagree with you on that. You can't disagree with my opinion. I totally do. I think your opinion's that's a little bit. That's not a thing. That's not a thing. <laughs> I thought the only it's funny though because the only people in this match that needed the contract victory is Baron Corbin and Sami Zayn. Yeah. I just think it's And then realistically it would if Ziggler won it wouldn't have done anything for him. Well, what you think it would have? I mean he would have been Mr. Money in the Bank again. I, I really don't like that they call them Mr. Money in the Bank. Because now they when have that to was call all, them Mrs. That was Money only in the Bank of, or Miss Money That was in only bank. because of RBD. RBD, yeah. So I really don't like that. They keep on saying, oh yeah, Mr. Money in the Bank. And I'm like, now no, it's, no, that's Now it's Miss Money in the Bank. I don't They're like the Money in the Bank winner. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, where do we start with this match? I mean, Nakamura from the start. He makes his entrance, and then right from behind, Baron Corbin just beats him out, uh, lays him out, 
Nakamura gets taken to the back. Corbin gets in the ring. Everyone's already in the ring. And he tells the ring announcer, ring the bell. Match is starting. What do you think about that? Like um, a pro wrestler is able to make the calls. Like earlier where James Ellsworth gets on the mic and says, and your winner is, and then goes ahead and announces the winner. And there's no, like, no, you don't say that. You're a wrestler. This is for us. And uh, once again, you have Baron Corbin demanding from ringside. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just, it's it's just really, it's still, it's really disappointing that Baron Corbin won. Yeah. But you should have figured the guy with the new t-shirt. Well, that doesn't always apply. I mean. I know, I know, it doesn't always, but. Doesn't always apply. All right, so let's talk about some goods. There was one spot where uh, Sami Zayn nailed, I think, Ziggler. I, th- I think it was Ziggler, with a sunset powerbomb off the top of the ladder. Which Z- Zane is super lucky. I thought that was so good. He's super lucky, because if they, they replayed that, his ankle buckles, it looks like. Oh, really? Yeah. At least that's I, in my eyes when I saw it. I didn't see that. So. But, yeah. I did not see that. Yeah, it was a good spot, though. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? You had AJ Styles hanging from the, um, from the holster at some point. Very, very X Division. Very X Division of him. Nothing wrong with that, though. Absolutely not. I was, I I enjoyed that. I mean, we've seen that before. I was kind of hoping that he would be able to unlock it. Uh Uh-huh. And and get the case off of that, because I thought that would have been super cool. I think if Stephen Amell was in the match, he would have been able to pull it off. <laughs> oh, of course. I mean, there's not really much he can do. <laughs> because that stuff that he did on American Ninja Warrior was insane. Yeah, he was so good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that was a fine spot. I thought... Um, I don't know. I thought people should have gone through ladders. Maybe, I mean, maybe it's that's not an like overdone they try. Maybe it's an overdone spot, though. It could could be. I mean, it's not like they, they definitely got to, yeah. They got it's slammed. not like they have spots where they got put right. into ladders. No, they got slammed on the bridging ladders that didn't break or anything. So yeah. But yeah, Nakamura made his way back out into the match. Um, I don't know. It's just super disappointing that Corbin won. He struggled to get the case off. Where I was like, "There's no way he's about to win this." Well, and then he unhooked it. I was like, "No." They're, like leading up to this, I was a fan of all that buildup with Nakamura and AJ. They got it. Well, first off, the stuff Corbin that they goes, did in the match was well, awesome. Well, well, uh, Corbin, he goes to climb and he's about to get it. It's just him. Um, then Nakamura's theme song hits. He comes out, goes after Corbin. Then Nakamura goes after pretty much everyone. Takes out uh, Kevin Owens from the match with the uh, Shin. Uh, was it the Kinshasa? Yeah. Um, gets in the ring, meets AJ Styles in the ring. They look at each other. They're about to climb, and they're like, all right, let's move the ladder out of the way. And then they faced off with each other, no ladder. I thought that was a cool spot. Then they proceeded to climb the ladder, and that's where Corbin knocked them off of the ladder and climbed up and got it. And I am okay with Baron Corbin winning this because I feel like they wanted to push it for a long time, and I feel like this is good, a good way to get him to for that push. 
I feel like he's a good heel. I like that he's not aligned. He doesn't have any alliances at all. And I think he's a, he's, I think he's just a really solid heel to, to have win this match. I thought Nakamura should have come out when everyone was down. Why? Rather than when Corbin started to climb. Because, Why? Because that what did make... that prevent? Because Corbin, the only thing that prevented was Corbin climbing. Like, well, I don't, he could have still climbed up and gotten the briefcase in the time that Nakamura took to get down there. I disagree. I think that Nakamura coming out while everyone's on the ground is a waste. I think that this sets up, this is the, I mean, this obviously set up everything that happened early with Corbin taking out Nakamura on the ramp. I mean, it's the, it's the basic, I mean, you didn't predict this. Predict what? Not like that he was going to, that he was going to come out when he was climbing. Like, it, no, I like, just, I just thought it would have been better if, if it was when everyone was down. And to I me, it, to me, it doesn't even like, if Nakamura, I tweeted this out too, that Nakamura, Nakamura, like he was out for a long time for just getting knocked over by Corbin. Imagine how bad he would have been if he was actually in the full match. Like that makes like way to kill Nakamura there. No, I disagree. How? I think Nakamura, I think that Nakamura not being in the match is genius. But I like, think that it's very smart. He got he that, got knocked over by got by, from behind and then was out for like twenty minutes. He got taken out pretty hard, and then uh, Corbin proceeded to beat him down, take him out, and I like the fact that he was taken out because it didn't show. It didn't. You weren't able to watch it for so long for what twenty minutes, where it started really, to show. Really not where not really twenty minutes, but. But even still, it didn't show. You didn't have enough time to see Nakamura's flaws. You didn't have enough time to see any like. I thought it was perfect that he came out. He was able to hit all of his moves. You weren't tired. It gave you something fresh too, because to just hit through the entire match and you have six guys in there. I, you I start just to watch everyone. Everyone starts to hit all their moves. You get tired. You start to. It starts to drag a little bit, but by having him out of the match and then bringing him in right at the end, I think that's genius because it it relights the crowd. The crowd starts to die down a little bit, I starts just, to be quiet, starts to be tired. But then you bring out Nakamura, everybody's back on their feet. Let's do this. We're back in this. I, I just, thought that was I great thought, I thought that the match was was kind of uh, the the this match made the the whole pay per view seem really like off. Like, it, it seemed like at that point in that match, I was like, there should just be run-ins from mad people. Why? Like, like a Royal Royal. It, it just felt goofy. The match felt super goofy to me. I I disagree with you a I lot. I don't know. It just felt goofy. I like, don't understand how Like, you... oh, where's, like, send out Rusev, send out Ty Dillinger, why? send out... Who, it just who, was super why? goofy. Why? Everybody that came out was in the match. It was very goofy to me. I don't understand your logic with the goofiness. The, the whole pay-per-view itself was just not... It was awful. For me, for me, the main event made sense. I don't know. The Money in the Bank totally made sense. The lack of Nakamura totally made sense to me. Mm, I don't know. I like the, um, the half-Nelson suplex that Sami Zayn did to Kevin Owens. Yeah, that was pretty sick. And I thought... I thought, <laughs> I thought it... Honestly, like the, just like the whole... Based off of my feelings of how goofy I thought the pay-per-view was... I thought it would have, been, would have been hilarious if Nakamura redid his entrance when he came out. Like, if you mm-hmm. stopped the match completely just for him to do his entrance again. Yeah. But, I don't know, man. Yeah, I was totally fine with it. But, 
That is Money in the Bank. Let's talk about some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Which kicked off with Roman Reigns coming out to announce his big SummerSlam announcement. Everyone's like, oh my god, he's going to SmackDown. Oh my god, Roman Reigns. Everyone on the internet. And he was going to SmackDown. Yes, with the rumors of John Cena's whole... Fourth of July return as a free agent, which we didn't even discuss, I don't think, last week, even though it was our picture of the week, uh, with the rumors of John Cena going to Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, oh my god, Roman Reigns is going to SmackDown. But Roman Reigns came out and announced that he will be challenging the champion, not challenging, facing, he's 100% facing the champion at SummerSlam. Whoever it is, if it's Brock Lesnar... If it's Samoa Joe, who he said is not even going to ever be Samoa Joe to him. It's just going to be just Joe. Well, he, he didn't just say that. He said that directly to his face. Yes, Joe made his way out there. Uh, well, he said, he, said that, he said that Joe already came out. And then he confronted him. And that's where he was just like, you're always going to be just Joe. And that's where he got rocked. With the headbutt. Yeah. And then they brawled. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know how I feel about the Superman punch having little to no effect on Samoa Joe. Less and less people it's having an effect on. I mean, yeah. more and more. Yeah, less and less people it's having an effect on. Everyone is really no selling it. Or at least I don't, I don't think it's. Like I don't think they're to, not selling it. Just think that's what. I mean, but also you can't have. Um, Samoa Joe sell it all that much and be like, oh, he was he's taken out by the Superman punch. I mean, especially if you want to build him up as like this unbeatable force, you can't have him taken out by that. Right. Up next, you have the Hardy Boys taking on the club, getting the victory there, um, which I, I really thought I thought after the Buddha Doom, the club was going to win. I was very surprised to see Matt Hardy kick out of that. Yeah, I thought that they were definitely going to win. But I'm also, last week, I believe, they broke their losing streak, and now they're back on a potential streak. The club? Uh, yeah. I See, before, that's what, like, I don't know if the Hardys... Before, before last week, they I think they lost their last three to four matches. I don't know if Matt and Jeff needed this win here. I don't think that they did. I don't think that there's a reason to put them back in that title scene right now. Yeah, I, mean, I don't... You could have you could have had the club pick up the victory and it wouldn't have done anything. I mean, I, I get it. The Hardy Boys are over, it, and it's cool, but that's not going to go away. You know, I mean, I have stuff, to say, by the way, stuff, stuff with the club can easily go away, but they can't. I popped. Uh, they have a network special about the Hardys with Corey Graves, and uh, at one point, they, Corey Graves brings up their broken persona, and yeah. Matt, Matt Hardy goes like. This is my brother, comma, Nero. They can't do anything. He goes, they can't do anything about that. And like, like laughs about it. I thought, that, I thought that was really funny. And then, uh, yeah, so I just, I don't think the Hardys needed to win here. Up next was enjoyable. Elias Sampson playing guitar. Um, only the end of, didn't, didn't really make sense to me. Getting interrupted he, by Finn Balor. Yeah, he got upstaged by Finn Balor. Which, at first, I didn't understand at all, but now I'm okay with why, it. Why doesn't, the Miz, why doesn't Miz want Samson in his 
entourage. And why doesn't Samson, why would he turn him down that the other week as a tag team partner? Wait, what do you mean? Like why would... how Miz asked Elias Samson to be his tag team partner and then he ended up with a dancing bear? Uh-huh. Why wouldn't Samson want to be with Miz? Why would he? He's, I don't know. He's I, like, think, I think Elias Samson's character likes having the spotlight on him. And he doesn't want to share that spotlight, as we see with this being upstaged. I feel like, I think it's good with him being solo. Um, and I think that it's a good way to keep this. And I'm okay with Finn Balor attack, uh, well, not attacking him, but interrupting his performance. There was no attack, interrupting his performance. And then, so then let's go into this match. Finn Balor took on Bo Dallas uh, to pick up the victory. A different Bo Dallas. Bo with attitude. I wanted so badly for Bo to win. He looked badass. He was pissed off in the match. But, yeah, so Balor. Balor won this. Then Balor picked up the victory. But it's funny because, like, every time they do something with Bo like this, it's like it leads to nowhere. So now, hopefully, it's leading somewhere. Yeah. Um, up, up after this, they announced that Seth Rollins is going to be on the cover of WWE 2K18. Yeah, be, what is it, uh, be your own? Be like no one. Be like no one. Which, by the way, uh, just to touch on that really quick, no longer on PS3 or Xbox 360. If you want the game, you need to have, I assume it's going to be on computer eventually, but you need an Xbox One or PlayStation 4, which is crazy. Pour one out for the PS3 and Xbox 360. But um, this year they have a deluxe edition that will have an actual physical copy. Last year, I don't know if it's the year before also, they had a digital copy to to get. I wonder if this was in agreement with Xbox and PS3 or uh, PlayStation. For what? To not put it out for their older devices. No, that's not. It's definitely the game company. Why why would they have – because if they – Because if if people want to buy the games that bad – and they don't put it out on the station that on whatever you have already. You're gonna have to go out and buy a new one. No, it's definitely it has to do with the company not wanting to have to transfer stuff over. They want to focus well, hopefully, on two Hopefully, systems. in this decision, we get better, a lot better quality, a lot less glitches, and it doesn't feel like. I know in the last game, a lot of people were complaining, and it felt like when I played it, it seemed like there's a few things that were rushed. It's and, like even even still, they after their last downloadable content pack that they had. Uh, there's still tons of glitches in there. Yeah, so hopefully they're not fixing it. So, care of that. but with the deluxe edition, you get access to the game four days earlier than when it comes out. Uh, it also comes with special digital content, which I assume would be like the NXT enhancement pack that was for last year's game, where if you bought the collector's edition, you got the code for the special whatever. Mm-hmm. Then it also comes with the season pass, which is thirty bucks, and uh, at least I assume it's going to be thirty bucks. And it, it comes with uh, the pre-order bonus, who we'll find out in August, I think. Yeah. So, so it should right. be interesting, yeah. Well, but, uh, yeah, yeah. So Seth Rollins, thing. he started out with two K eighteen, and then it kind of got weird. Like he kind of turned into an inspirational speaker. And got cut off by Bray Wyatt. Well, I mean, first off, since we brought it up already, you didn't like the trailer. 
right? You, you were confused by it um, the, for the video game. Well, I mean, I guess it was a trailer just for the cover store. Normally, I mean, in the past years we've seen, like, last year the trailer, the first trailer was Goldberg. Like, them, like another year was Brock Lesnar or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or no, Brock Lesnar was last year. I meant Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. Or Sting also. So it's like normally we would have found out the pre-order bonus first, I think. Like in a in a video, like the cover superstar. Oh, I, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh-huh. who cares? Yeah. Type. Because I, I was a big fan of the commercial. Uh, it's it's interesting it's, because they're I'm not positive, but it could be potentially Kurt Angle's boots in the commercial. But it like obviously, if they're having Papa Shango's hat and stuff in the in the game, that almost basically confirms that they're just going to transfer over the the roster again. Hopefully. The people that like the new people that were in last year's game make it back into this game. Like, well, what I, are the I, pe- I want the Von Erics. I want the Freebirds. Please yeah, don't take the them away that from me, them. dude. That's not true, man. You're the only one. Wrong. Um, yeah, but I was I love this commercial because especially with the the tagline that they have, I really like that. It's kind of like don't play as Triple H, don't play as this person. Play you be yourself. Yeah, but like no, it's saying be like no one, which I already am no one. <laughs> I but I like that. I really like. That. I, I like that, that you're no one. Hmm? I said I like that you're no one. Yeah. So all right, so Seth Rollins cut a promo, got all uh, wisdom in and everything like that. It's funny because at I, one point, at one point, he goes, "I'm not that man. I'm the man." Which is like, hello, Roman Reigns. <laughs> yeah. But Rollins ended up telling Bray Wyatt that God or gods only exist in his mind. Yeah, well, Bray Wyatt interrupted him. Yeah, no. which, I mean, yeah. Just being mean. So Rollins, in that sentence, said that, like, in your world, you might be God, but in my world, you're just a coward. Yeah. Which, like, came off kind of atheist-y. atheist Well, I, well I, mean, he, I mean, he he mentioned how uh, God is in the mind of everyone. And, I mean, it depends on – I don't know if he's atheist or not, but he may believe that. And I don't think that there's any problem with uh, – I don't think he said anything wrong. I don't think – If that's what you're saying with. No, I just – I mean, that's a weird thing to say. I think it's always weird when God gets brought up. I mean, yes, it's always weird. Well, it's also Bray Wyatt's gimmick of I am a God. But, like, to say that God only exists in your mind. That's what he's a weird He may believe that. But I'm saying that's a weird thing to bring up in a wrestling promo. I don't don't think so. I think think that's – I'm totally fine with that. But, yes, so Bray Wyatt makes his way down to the ring. Seth Rollins does a little flippy-do over the top rope and cuts his face. Splits his cheek open, wide open. Now he's out for seven months. Yeah. No. Not at all. Got stitches. Got stitches, yeah. We all have Um, All right, well, next up. Continuing on two segments ago. Yeah. Finn Balor was being interviewed by Elias. uh, Not by Elias Sampson. Spoiler. By Charlie, yeah. By Charlie Caruso. And uh, Elias Sampson attacked him from behind, and I jumped. I don't know if you jumped. No. I jumped because of Charlie screaming. That was a very loud scream. Yeah. 
But I see now this, and then he goes on to say, nobody upstages me. And I feel like this is great because it plays into the factor of what happened earlier today. And I, I, I thought it was great. I thought that was an awesome way to bring him back into it. And Samson wasn't attacked, which I like. It was just a casual, all right, you want to come out here? I'm leaving. Taking my guitar and leaving. And then he comes back and says what he says. Was that segment weird for you at all? Weird? Yeah. No, I, I loved it. Weird for me in the sense of seeing Devon as a road agent. Oh, yeah. Because, <laughs> like, we just, like, it's not even, I don't think it's a full year even. I think it was SummerSlam last year that there was the Dudleys last night. Yeah. So to see him transition, like, oh, get away from him. Like, the last time we saw you on TV, really, you were, like, putting people through tables. Yeah. So it's funny. But, uh, yeah, so up next we saw Akira Tozawa defeating TJP, which yeah, Titus O'Neil came out and, like, reintroduced the match. Yeah, Titus Brand. Yeah. Um, Neville came out mid-match to sit on commentary. Or not sit on commentary. Was he on commentary? I don't remember. Mm -hmm. Was Neville on commentary for this? No. He just came out and watched. Yeah, I think he just came out and watched. And then I, I just, I, TJP for me, man, really, I, he can't be any more annoying to me. I, I can't get behind that gimmick. It's just super annoying. Yeah, I agree. The dabbing, no thank you. But this match, I thought it was good, and I love the involvement of Titus O'Neil. Um... Yeah, not much else you can say with this. Following this, you I had our truth Well, before that even, I thought the stuff with Neville and Titus O'Neil on the mic was great. Yeah. You know, he goes, like, you might be on your Neville level, but you're not anything compared to the power of Tozawa. So. Yeah, I thought it was great. I really am a fan of it. Uh, following this, you had our truths promo. Uh, pretty much... Against talking about Goldust once again. Earlier in the night, you had Goldust doing the Shattered Dream productions, as we are all accustomed to. Uh, except that the only difference is saying that he will be returning to Monday Night Raw next week. In and Hollywood. I like that he, he said, like, it's the golden era is is back. And I'm, I he honestly. He's going to show a film. Oh, uh, show a film. But. I am a-okay with this promo back and forth because I could watch Goldust promos every day and I'm not going to get tired. I love the theme song playing in the background. I love every aspect of it and I am a-okay if this is, this is what we get for a little bit. Yeah, well, I'm, growing, I'm growing tired of it. No, yeah. I'm not growing tired of Goldust or anything. I just want something to happen. I get that there's no time on Monday Night Raw, but... I don't know. Yeah. Up next, though, backstage, Miz was trying to recruit Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel to be in his entourage. Um, and he made a, he made one heck of a convincing uh, a statement to them. Yeah. Saying how they used to be this and that. They were in this movie and that movie. And now, where are they? Yeah, he mentioned uh, catering. Yeah. It'll be you versus catering. Um, but up next, we saw Samoa Joe defeating Roman Reigns. 
Um, I, it was a good match, but I, I just kind of feel like it was kind of unnecessary. I don't. I don't understand. I don't think it was. Unnecessary. I, I just. I don't. I don't get like what. What does having having Samoa Joe beat? What does what does that do for for them? Like what does what does Joe defeating Roman Reigns do for Samoa Joe? He like just that, he's just he's just defeated the person that defeated the Undertaker. Like I get, that, that I, get I get that it builds him up to face Lesnar, but yeah. what happens after Reigns beats Joe? What well, he hasn't or yet. What happens after Roman Reigns beats Brock Lesnar? Like there's not like it doesn't like it's just going in a triangle. Hasn't happened yet. But it still may it just to me that doesn't it doesn't make sense. I think that it's totally fine to have Joe defeat Reigns, especially not, leading up to Brock Lesnar. Not to mention um, that it's also another stolen victory here by Samoa Joe, which seems to be... Yes, I will agree with you on that, that it was a stolen victory because Braun Strowman came out of an ambulance on the screen, distracting Roman Reigns, uh, and then that's where Samoa Joe picked up the victory. I do agree with you with that, that it has every victory that he has had has been cheap. It has been out of a distraction from someone else or some sort of a cheap tactic that he doesn't have to go by. But I'm a-okay with him defeating Roman Reigns to go into Lesnar. But I do agree that that is a big factor with him being unable to pick up a victory by himself. Yeah. Uh, next I up, just think like there's no way Samoa Joe's beating Brock Lesnar. So, mm-hmm. like, how do you – how does – how does Roman Reigns lose to Samoa Joe and then defeat the guy that beat the guy he lost to? That being Brock Lesnar. I don't know. How? Why not? I mean, it happens add, in sports all the time. It happens in fights. Just doesn't add up for me. Story I mean, Lesnar. but yeah, after after the match, Braun Strowman came out uh, and attacked Roman Reigns. Telling him that he's not done with him, and then he issued a challenge. Which I love that. I love that catchphrase. What do you what? The, I'm not through with you yet, or I'm not done with you yet. And then he issued a challenge, that being an ambulance match for Great Balls of Fire, which finally, finally, that like how many months has it been? I know you marked for that. I didn't mark for it. I'm just like, like, finally, like yeah, like yeah, it's damn right he showed up on Monday Night Raw in an ambulance. Well, I mean, it, he was injured. He was out. So even before that, that match should have been an ambulance match. The last time we saw it. Yeah. So after this segment, we had Miz TV, where Miz was apologizing to Maurice. Uh, so he got two dancing bears, uh, and he restored the grandfather clock that he destroyed. Mm-hmm. He watched tons of YouTube videos. No, using tape and glue and everything. Which Ambrose came out and Miz pulled Maurice in front of him, causing her to dra- uh, splash champagne all over her, all over her. And then he went to attack Ambrose, and Ambrose moved out of the way, and Miz destroyed the grandfather clock again. And she slapped him and left. Which I don't understand. If if he completely destroyed it once and was able to watch a YouTube video and make it look how it looked on Monday Night Raw? Yeah, I, I don't doubt it. Why would you get pissed at that? Your husband right? your husband just built a clock that was completely destroyed again, which means he could definitely just do it again. 
But yeah, wouldn't stress it. She got pissed and she walked away, and then Miz went to attack Ambrose. Ambrose went for dirty deeds. Miz escaped, and then the Bears attacked. Yes, the Bears attacked Dean Ambrose and revealed themselves to be the social miscasts. And then they all, all three of them, attacked Dean Ambrose together. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, no pun I mean, intended. The, the entourage. Yeah, which I'm definitely calling miscasts. The social miscasts. All right. But it's not going to stick. But because they were two of the four social outcasts. Oh, I, I didn't get that part. Yeah, I don't know if that was sarcasm or not. <laughs> well, next up you had uh, Cesaro and Sheamus, the tag team champions, taking on Apollo Crews and O'Neill. Which um, I wish for so bad for it to have been Cesaro in that match. But I guess they're just keeping the 205 Live guys in that division. Well, I think that it's great that they what they did to Zao earlier on because it kind of solidified Travis O'Neill kind of winning him over, over a little bit more yeah. with that intro. Yeah. I mean, you can't just put Tazawa in a tag team match with them without his like free will, you know? It's still Cruz trying to... Uh, well, I mean, Cruz, uh, Cruz though, is friendly enough with Tazawa that Tazawa would just be in a random tag match against uh, the tag team I, I champions. Think, I think at some point, I wouldn't rush it, though. Build um, up to it. But this was, it was a fun match. It was fun seeing that every one of them interact with each other. Yeah. I just I wish it was different. So hopefully, maybe one day we'll see Cesaro and Sheamus defeat, or not defeat, but take on uh, Paul Cruz and Tozawa for those tag team championships. Yeah. Up next, Nia Jax versus Sasha Banks went to a no <laughs> contest. Um, Alexa Bliss was on commentary, and then Emma came out and yelled at her, and she pushed. She pushed. Um, Alexa Bliss pushed Emma, and then Emma chased her up down the ramp into the ring where she hid behind Nia Jax. And then Nia Jax just took a, uh, a fistful of her hair and just pushed, pretty much shoves her right in front of her and says, have at it. Yeah, and Emma went to attack Alexa Bliss, and Alexa Bliss moved out of the way and she hit Nia Jax. Boom. That's a DQ, in my opinion, at least, but... Then you had yeah. then they then they all brawled or whatever. Mickey James and Dana Brooke came out to save Sasha Banks, which I I didn't like that part. That Emma and Alexa Bliss started to team together to attack Sasha Banks. Yeah, I didn't like that because they were fighting earlier, and now they're going to attack Sasha Banks, who is and there the whole, already. The whole reason the whole reason why she why Emma came out and yelled at Alexa Bliss in the first place was because she left Alexa Bliss. I mean, Alexa Bliss left Emma in the match last week. Yeah. So, but yeah, so they were all wrestling, and then Bailey came out to to even up the odds, which I liked. I thought it was a different side of Bailey that we really. It was like more of an angry Bailey. I didn't think that she was more angry. Dude, I thought that she was more. She ran hot. out with an attitude. She hit a huge knee. To, I to thought one the of knee them. was cool. The running knee or shining wizard. Whatever well, you want I to call it. A shining wizard. She hit a knee. I thought it was really good. It was like a, almost like a stone cold attitude. Do you hear these internet news site rumors with Bailey? No. Her next storyline might be a romance angle. Yeah, okay. With, yeah, um, no, yeah, where Corey Graves might be her 
love interest or whatever, based upon her I... whole innocent persona of her not, I don't know, of her being innocent. I don't know if Never, I believe you or not. Dude, I, I definitely don't. I wish you, I wish I didn't have to say that. I wish yeah. I didn't, I mean, I don't, I no, I wish you would go back down to NXT because I don't think she's ready for the main roster. How's that? No. I don't think that I she's just, ready. I think that she needs a restart. I need th- think she knows to, uh, needs to go to NXT. And well, this, this, could, have, this could have been her restart. Now there's rumors of that romance angle. That what they need, they need like Bailey to be like, oh, I've, I've been too nice. I've been too nice. Screw you. And then start beating everybody up. No more hugs. Nothing for nothing. I can't take her serious. She's not a serious contender. But she could have been. Could have, but isn't. Up next was the final thing of the evening. Kurt Angle throughout the night where he was talking to a bunch of other, uh, a bunch of people about this topic. He was going to announce who attacked Enzo and who attacked Big Cass. He had Big Show come out. He had the Revival there. Um, Kurt Angle ended up clearing Big Show and the Revival. Which I like Big Show's attitude. Where he looked at Cassie. He's like, don't look at me like that. Like, it reminded me of Big Show from uh, Tough Enough, you know? I thought you were going to say from... uh, What? Um, Waterboy? Yeah. That's what I thought you were going to say. No, but like that tough enough, like where like Daniel Pewter and stuff like that. Like where he was really like, don't look at me that like, don't smirk. Don't do that. I, yeah. I was a big fan of it. So then after Kurt Angle relieves Big Show and revival of this, Corey Graves stood up and announced that he knows who did it. He has security camera footage, which just makes Kurt Angle look stupid. Yeah, I, I didn't like that. That how did he get security uh, footage of this? And not Kurt Angle. Um, yeah. So then he shows a video of Cass setting things up. Well, first, before even the video, he like went back and forth debunking what Big Cass said. Yeah, he was just like, I had a huge lump in the back of my head. Oh. I didn't see I, the I got doctors, I saw out. the EMTs. Yeah, he goes, oh, so it wouldn't be our doctors, it would be a doctor, or whatever. But he showed the video of Cass setting everything up and falling, um, hitting something, and then going down by himself. Yeah. Uh, which then Cass, Enzo's like, oh, it must have been something else. And then Cass admitted it to Enzo, he goes, it was me! It was me all along! And then uh, Enzo cried. And you, I think that was awesome. Yeah. He got the legit tear. And Kaz attacked him. He said, he said, I love you, and then attacked him. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Rocked him with that big boot. Do you get that reference or no? Yeah. For the, I don't know. For those of you who don't, I was referencing WrestleMania 24 with Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair. I think every wrestling fan knows we are referencing. Maybe, maybe not, but uh, I thought this segment was awesome. As predictable and and as much as we saw what was going to happen uh, with Cass actually being the attacker, I thought this was incredible. All right. So that being said, is this done too early? I, I mean, they they weren't doing anything with Cass and and Enzo, so dumb to break up break up a face tag team. I don't know. 
I don't know, man. It's the year of them breaking up tag teams. Do you think that this could have done diff- been done a little bit better, though? And, and how? How would it? How would it? I be mean, different? I don't know. I thought that the way that they did it was very obvious and everything. But, but and then but why? Why if? What I don't get is if Cass doesn't want to be alongside uh, Enzo, why is he covering it up so he doesn't get accused? You know? I never understood I that. I, I, I don't even have an answer for that. Right? Like, I, I don't, never understood that aspect that if you're attacking someone because you want to not be their tag team partner, wouldn't you be like, yeah, I attacked you. I don't want to team with you. Instead of like, Oh, yeah, no, it wasn't me. Let's tag team again. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if there was no video, how long was that going to go on for? Yeah. Would you like to see Big Cass go to SmackDown and yes, be the ultimate heel with his girlfriend? I think that that would be awesome if, right, it, I think either you could trade now, how, James. How, how do you get rid of Ellsworth? You put James on Raw or... No, take him off TV, please. Expire his contract. He's um, the next Cruiserweight champion, dude. Right? Um, I think that you can easily have Carmella, like, just get it to um, James Alworth's head and everything like that, and then have Cass just show up one day and be like, yeah, no, this is all right. Who's the and big face? Him- but who's the big face? See, ultimately what would be good is if somehow – Nikki returned and did her stuff, and she like I wasn't even here for any of this money in the bank stuff, but like she gets somehow gets a shot at Carmella, and they end up feuding, which then brings John Cena into the picture, which then leads into a a, a feud with Cass and Cena. Wait, how are you getting rid of James? I don't know. Cass takes takes her out, or I like think Carmella, no matter what, Carmella sets think, it up where James thinks he's about to get some, and then yeah, I think you could do, I think you could do like Carmella setting up uh, James, like whether it's like ask me on a date and standing him up on the dates, uh, multiple dates, stand him up and stuff like that, like kind of build the pity for James Ellsworth with the fans. I feel and like then that, I feel have, like then it t- turns Ellsworth into Malibu's most wanted. I don't. I know the movie, but I've never seen it. But I think you could stand him up a bunch of times, have the fans get over with Ellsworth even uh, a little bit more, feel pity for him that he's being stood up by Carmella, and then when you least suspect it, be on a date or something, and then have Cass just big boot him and Carmella kiss him standing over James Ellsworth being like, this is my king of Staten Island, and I'm the queen of Staten Island, and roll with it. Yeah. I think that works. And then they have a bottle of red. And you can have a bottle of white <laughs> with SmackDown. And maybe some rosé tonight. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, so SmackDown opened up with all the women from the Money in the Bank ladder match, except for Carmella, obviously, complaining to Daniel Bryan. Duh. Uh, then Carmella and James Ellsworth opened the show talking about her win at Money in the Bank. Which I thought she killed it on this. On this, dude, she did. I, I did not think she was going to do as good as she did, and she she nailed it. The one thing I, mean, I, I, I love the fact that she brought up the past. The well, that's the thing. 
Mm, that, what it, past? That, that pissed me because when we were talking on Facebook, I told you I was just like, like it's not like we haven't seen this before. We've seen okay, this see, that. that's what the one thing I did not like was really because I, I, I don't think I don't think there was that. Just that says to all the fans that are pulling up that angle, like. How can you do that? That's like you could just say, "Well, it's been done before." That's, and that's, that for me is for Daniel Bryan to do. Carmella, she should not have to explain. I think that by Carmella, she, she shouldn't have been allowed to. She shouldn't have been ex- explaining why she was allowed to do what she did. All right, there, there was no reason Carmella, for her to mention came with Seth Rollins, Bray Wyatt, who wasn't in the match with Ro- preventing Roman Reigns from winning. I think uh, that Car- I think Carmella explaining it is perfect, and then you can always I don't say think, I don't think, I think it was you necessary. can always say have Daniel Bryan say, "Oh yeah, no, you know, I'm sorry, but she has a point." I it's... mean, that did happen, but but then, it wasn't. Then throughout all the, the the whole night, though, they had the women complaining to Daniel Bryan. I just thought that was super annoying. They they all looked like sore losers. It works with Natalia. Let me tell you, you're doing a great job, yada yada yada, that stuff. I liked though. I did have to say. I do have to say. I liked the interaction between Becky and uh, Sami Zayn. Interaction. They looked at each other. What? No, they didn't. What are you kidding me? They had like the whole. They had like a whole talk and everything. I think that was the most realist we've ever seen in a long time. Yeah. Um. But yeah. But yeah, all those women look like sore losers complaining. Totally. Uh, but the first match of the evening you saw... Uh, do you think that this would have happened if the internet didn't blow up? Yeah, probably. I don't know. Do you? I really I don't think that this would have been an issue if Twitter uh, didn't blow up about a male, a male winning a female's match for a female. I don't think that if Twitter didn't blow up and make such a deal of it, I don't think WWE anticipated it. I don't know. I really don't think that. I think it went in a way that they didn't expect it to go. But the first match of the evening, you had Big E defeating Jamie Uso. I almost said James Uso, uh, which is a standard match. It keeps New Day in the title title scene. Yeah. Uh, big ending. You know, nothing special to see here. Yeah. Uh, up next, you had Naomi being interviewed backstage about Carmella, which she was then cut off by Lana and said that it's because Carmella almost cashed in or teased that, that she's not the champion. And then she challenged her to a rematch, and Naomi granted it for next week on SmackDown. Which I don't understand. She's a fighting champion, she said. Yeah, but... All right. Up next, you had Nakamura defeating Bones. Whoa, 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 Before we go into that, Randy Orton uh, was being interviewed backstage about, and I thought this was just the most stupid interview ever. It was an interview about his match for Money in the Bank, what he thinks went wrong, the involvement of his father, what, like everything like that. Where do you, what do you think happened? And I was just like, this is so stupid right now. <laughs> This has never happened before where we've had an interview with someone about why they lost. I thought it was just unnecessary and just awful. And what I hated even more was that it only confirmed to us that we're going to see Randy Orton, Jinder Mahal 3. Oh my god, dude, you do not understand that knife that just jabbed into me when they were like, yeah, this is continuing. Yeah, that I like you. even though Jinder Mahal 
is 2-0 against him. 2-0. Mm-hmm. But no. We just, because seen that same, we just saw the same thing with Goldberg and Lesnar. <laughs> because it's Randy Orton. We have to have him still in that scene. God forbid you put someone else up there to face uh, Jinder Mahal in a title match. But not I mean, dude, excluding Bojo. This this episode, though, was... I mean, SmackDown was kind of random. Aside yeah. from like, aside from Nakamura and Ziggler, the stuff that took place was was really I, it was like a breath of fresh air. Yeah, not to say that Nakamura and Ziggler wasn't a breath of fresh air, but that was like we've seen it once before a, a singles match. I thought the match was good. I, it wasn't necessary. I actually skipped it. I thought I, I don't understand the process here. Like I thought Nakamura. Should have been more focused on the the main reason why he didn't win Money in the Bank. The main reason why he didn't win Money in the Bank was Baron Corbin took him out. He should. I thought a hundred percent should have focused on Corbin. I I. Yeah I, I I don't know. I think that it's okay that he doesn't focus on Corbin, and I I just don't understand why we're seeing Nakamura Ziggler again. But I think the way that they explained it was Nakamura has to find a different way to get into the number one contendership scene. Yeah, you do that by attacking the guy with the briefcase. And then you get him, you coerce him to put it on the line. I would hate, I would hate to see that <laughs> so much. I do not want to see that briefcase on the line at all. That's like losing the WrestleMania shot after winning the yeah, Royal Rumble. Yeah, I hate that too. I hate that. Yeah. But we'll up, next, up next, though, Kevin Owens issued an open challenge for the United States Championship to anyone from Dayton, Ohio. Um, you been to Dayton? I don't believe so. I, I've been there. That's where the, ho- the Football Hall of Fame is. Super boring. <laughs> well, there you have it, folks. But uh, AJ Styles came out and Kevin Owens was like, you're not eligible. You're not from Dayton, Ohio. And then American Alpha came out. Uh, Jason Jordan disappeared, which didn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, I was going to um, say, I, I took a note. Why was it, did Jason Jordan even come out? Yeah, he came out, and then like they fist bumped, and then Chad made his way to the ring. The only reason why I think that, like, possibly maybe that's why they did that was, like, for, like, sportsmanship. Like, to show, like, I could do this on my own. I, I'm about to be U.S. champion on my own. yeah. Like he doesn't want like, to be I got, cheap. I got like, your, I got your back. Like he, no, like he doesn't want to be cheap. Like Kevin Owens is cheap sometimes. So like I don't need a, my tag team partner here to help me win this match. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But AJ Styles and Chad Gable convinced Kevin Owens that Gable just moved to Dayton, and then Kevin Owens defeated Chad Gable. It was a good match. Yeah, I, it was super random, but I didn't hate it at all. It gave someone who normally isn't on television an opportunity to wrestle in a match that normally they wouldn't be in. Thank goodness. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And I hope next week we see Jason Jordan in that spot. I don't know about that spot, but I just hope we see American Alpha in general. Yeah. And Instead of the dark matches, you know? Enough with the dark matches. Yeah. Um... Up next was Disappointment. 
um, because the Hype Bros were backstage showing Daniel Bryan footage of when Zack Ryder injured himself, even though they won the Battle Royal. Yeah. And Daniel Bryan said that if you want to have the title shot, a lot's changed on SmackDown, which just isn't true. No. Nothing's changed on SmackDown. Uh, if you want the title shot, if you want to be number one contenders, you beat the Usos next week. Then you have your title shot. Which they already are number one contenders as far as I'm concerned, but... I agree with you. I think they are. They never lost it. It's disappointing. Yeah. But after that, we had the whole situation with the Money in the Bank briefcase where Daniel Bryan had all the women involved as, as well as James Ellsworth come out. Um, I think this could have been done earlier when Carmella cut her promo. They had like six or seven women segments in this on this card. Yeah. Throughout the night. It just that like made no sense. Maybe they're like they're trying to like overcompensate for what happened at the pay per view. See, that's the thing. I really think that they weren't expecting all of this. And that sent them into a kind of disarray. I guess like the main thing to take away from this. I though, mean, look at the randomness of SmackDown and how we had a repeated match with Nakamura yeah. Ziggler. Yeah. I really don't think that they anticipated that that backlash. Could be. But the takeaway for, from this is that Daniel Bryan did, in fact, strip Carmella of the briefcase. And then he made a second, for the second time ever, a women's Money in the Bank match taking place next Tuesday on SmackDown. Yeah. I liked... I was going to say I liked the interaction that Daniel Bryan had with James Ellsworth. Yeah. Uh, when Ellsworth was mentioning his daughter. And he's like, if you mention my daughter again, I will beat you up and fire you. <laughs> Whatever he said. But, um, I hope that Carmella wins. The stuff that happened after that, though, with like all the women on the microphone, all of them doing whatever they did, I thought that sucked. Yeah. And I'm with you. I really, I hope Carmella wins next week. That's a little five-star... Um, my reasoning for, I mean, I don't think WWE thought this out at all, but, um, they could have Carmella successfully cash in on the, the second to last day she's el eligible. So, I mean, really the last day, because the last day would be a Tuesday because mm -hmm. she's on SmackDown next hmm. week, next week. The 27th next year is on a Wednesday. Very interesting. The 20, I mean, the 18th was on a Monday. So she can't cash in on Monday Night Raw. She can yeah, cash you brought that in, up. She can cash in on the 27th, the second to last day, before the contract officially expires, which would be the last day she would be eligible. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that would be completely left field of WWE to do that. It's. Not, I don't think it's ever. It's never been done where someone went to the last day possible. Uh, I don't know. I feel. I want to say yeah. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think anyone's ever held it for three hundred sixty-five days. Not. I feel like someone held it to the very end once. I think Rollins held it for a long time. Maybe. I don't know. 
I'm not positive. Me neither. I'm, I'm very, I don't know. Um, but next up, you ended up having, uh, I, I was actually a fan of this. Uh, you had Mahal picking up the victory. Wait. Yeah. Mahal picking up the victory over Luke Harper. I thought it was a good match, but what did this do to Luke Harper again? Yeah. I, yeah, I don't. You had you had Baron Corbin come out teasing the cash in, which you would think that was the distraction, but no, Jinder still Jinder still still won. Yeah. I think it's a good stepping stone with him being champion for other people like Luke Harper to be champions. Mm-hmm. But um I don't know. Then yeah. Orton came out and attacked the Singh brothers and Jinder. And that was the end of that chapter. One of them got hit with a Stone Cold Stunner from Randy Orton. No. All right. Well, that was SmackDown. That was sports entertainment. And I think it's time to take a break. And we'll be right back here on Marking Out. This is Shane Hurricane Helms, and you're listening to Marking Out. And if not... Welcome back to Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Unfortunately, this week, Absolute Intense Wrestling promoter Chris Bryant, also known as Chandler Biggins, passed away this week. Um, Our thoughts and condolences go out to all of his family and friends. Very unfortunate. Um, Do you have some for funeral arrangements? You can go check them out on on Twitter at AI Wrestling. And also, they're asking for uh, uh, to assist all fans to help out with the Christopher Bryant Memorial Fund. Um, this is going to help assist his family. You can do checks payable to Christopher Bryant Memorial Fund, P.O. Box 309, uh, Aurora, Ohio, 44202. Or you can pay pal, PayPal, Chandler at AWOL.com. Um, and as I said, for more information on the funeral arrangements and everything else that's going on with Absolute Intense Wrestling in regards to this unfortunate passing, you can go keep up to date with uh, all of that at AI Wrestling. And once again, our thoughts and condolences to all of the family and friends. Yeah, a lot of pro wrestlers got their start there. Yeah, no, I've been seeing them. Yeah, Johnny Gargano was probably mm-hmm. the biggest, but... Yeah, a lot of people tweeting out and uh, in the professional wrestling community how much of an impact uh, Chris Bryant left on, had on them and their career. Yeah. Um. So very unfortunate. Um. um yeah. Yeah. Pro Wrestling Sheet is reporting that Serena Deeb has been discussing coming out of retirement to wrestle in the May Young Classic. Which I think that she would be a great uh, asset to. The that entire tournament, I think that would be great. Yeah, I don't. I think she never really got what she deserved out of WWE. Um, so it would be good to see her come back for this tournament and maybe go past the first round. I would. I agree with you. I would love to see her go past the first round, and I I want to see what she can do. It's been a long time since she wasn't in the ring, and she was always talented. Yeah. Um, a few and other names. Somebody else, first of all, someone rumored to be in it is Shayna Baszler. Yeah, UFC fighter and uh, 
um, up-and-coming pro wrestler. One of the horsewomen? Yeah, and then a lot of other wrestlers that are being started to be, or uh, that are that are confirmed. Uh, Kimberly, who's all, now she's going? Gonna, yeah, she's now yeah. going to be using the name Abby Lath. Yeah, so you're going to have Abby Lath, Tessa Blanchard, uh, Tanara Conti, Jazzy Gabbert, and Kavita Devi are all announced confirmed from WWE.com. Jazzy Gabbert is also alpha female. Um, she made, had a brief stint with TNA. She, I want to say, battled Amazing uh, Amazing Kong, Awesome Kong, but I'm not too certain. But she is a, a bodybuilder physique, and um, it should be very interesting to watch this unfold. Very excited. Yeah, uh, and I, li- about- I like how they're announcing everybody. Yeah, I agree too. Um, and they, have about like, they have like special, like on WWE.com, everyone has like a full written up bio and stuff. Yeah. Uh, talking about Impact Wrestling, Shane Helms and Al Snow are no longer with the company. Um, so who knows? Maybe they'll sign on for training at the Performance Center. Yeah, I think both of them could definitely be a huge asset down for WWE in the Performance Center. Mm hmm. Um, yeah. I think that would be good for them. Yeah. Uh, Pro Wrestling Sheets also reporting that Shelton Benjamin is finally in talks again with WWE to return. Um, Hopefully this happens. He would have killed it. Would have been awesome for the Money in the Bank ladder match that just passed. Yeah, I know. Very excited for this. Would you put him with American Alpha? I don't think... And so. have have him be in that Kurt Angle position. Oh well, you know that'd be interesting. That would be interesting very much. So to see him be like the main event star, and then yeah, that would be cool. And have the the two kind of be his uh, proteges, like, and he could be like, "I'll show you the ropes. Don't worry, we got this." Yeah, and just go right through everyone. I think that would, I would be interested in that. Yeah, that would be interesting to see them be his protege. Yeah. Um, talking about tag teams, uh, rumors circulating around. Uh, so many split-ups during the year of 2017. Big rumor, Heath Slater and Rhino are going to be splitting up. I guess only time's going to tell about that one. Yeah. You had Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens. You had Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. You have Enzo and Cass. Mm-hmm. Drake and Josh. Oh, there's that joke. <laughs> I knew uh, that it was going to be at some point. So everyone's mentioning that. I'm like, I never watched that show. You didn't have to watch the show to know Drake and Josh, though. I mean, I don't know. I they, they were, were they were on they were on the Amanda show too. Nah, does nothing for me. Uh, Randy Orton's going to be starting an upcoming movie, Changeland. Uh, Changeland, Changeland. Alongside Seth Green and Brecken Meyer, uh, Macaulay Culkin is associated with this movie as well. Yeah, I believe so. Seth Green's writing it and directing it. So most likely this is going to be a D movie. <laughs> well, I mean, first of all, with Seth Green in it and Brecken Meyer, no offense to either of them. Yeah, of course. But I mean, and, and also, um, Brecken Meyer. <laughs> what do you know him from? He was, uh, he was just on the USA show, Franklin and Bash. I don't know which one he was. I know you didn't watch that show. Never heard of it. 
But um, he was in Garfield. He was John in the Garfield movies. Um, John. Yeah, the the guy. Wasn't that like Bill Murray or? No, Bill Murray was Garfield. Oh. Um. Oh damn! There's like a teen movie I think that. Oh, Clueless. He was in. Who was he in Clueless? Um. What did he play in Clueless? Was he like the? Was he the, no? Paul Rudd was the brother. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember what the character was. Sorry, Brecken Meyer. We know you're a fan. Keep on being a fan. Live your dream. Pursue that change land. Good job. He's famous though. He's he does robot chicken a bunch of times with Seth. Yeah. No, that's that's really cool. He was in Road Trip. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that's funny. Road Trip was a good movie. He was in Rat Race too, I think. Is he the guy with the big nose? Uh, I guess you would say he's got a big nose. All right, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. The guy in Road Trip that he was, like, going after his girlfriend. Right? Going after his girlfriend? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I don't remember. Road Trip was where he sent the video to his girlfriend, and they took a road trip to oh, get yeah, 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 the yeah, video. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Yeah, no, that's going to be a D, a D movie. I was thinking when you Maybe, said Road Trip. You know what? It may, it may even be an E movie. We'll have to see what happens, though. I mean, it's not. It doesn't have the most famous. Uh, I mean, the A list of A lists in the in this film. You don't get better than Macaulay Culkin, though. Brenda Song is also in the movie. Oh, great! Who is she? <laughs> she was on The Sweet Life. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Yep, so. No clue. Um, you never watched Sweet Life with Zach and Cody. I know she, that they she were. She was London Tipton. She was the rich chick that lived that her father owned the hotel. Wasn't that the Ashley Tisdale or something? No, Ashley Tisdale worked there. Oh. Would you settle uh, for Wendy Wu? Do you remember that movie? No. <laughs> the Disney Channel original? Mm-mm. No. No, no. Well. Well, sorry Randy Orton, you could do better. You're you're you were a star with the Marine. She, like was on, she was on 100 Deeds for Eddie McDowd. Yeah. Do you remember, right there. remember that show? It was a TV show? Damn oh, yeah, no, I remember that. Nope. So, apparently there is a return to Full Sail University this week that I am unaware of. Brandon is aware of. Um, now, is this on, was this on NXT this week? No. No, it wasn't. No. Was it taped for a future one? No, he's going to be returning to Full Sail University to uh, doing what he did in the past, that being commentary. Commentary? This time he'll be doing commentary for NXT. Um, He's going to be, I believe, the, the head commentator, the lead for NXT. So I don't know what happens to everyone else there. I got nothing. Um, you have zero guesses as to a commentator coming back to making their return? Byron Saxon? No. Somebody who's not currently on television <laughs> with, the, with the company. Um, Tom Phillips? <laughs> Tom Phillips is on television. 
Um, doing commentary. Ty Pettingill. Yep. Nice. Knew it. It's it's more Ronaldo David. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not a joke. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. Oh. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Welcome back. Tomorrow. We, you, we knew you were going to come back. And Good he job. still gets, he could still do the outside stuff, I guess, too. He'll still be at Madison Square Garden for Bellator. I think. Mm-hmm. When is that? That's on Sunday. I think he's he's also calling the, the McGregor, bout. Yeah. McGregor Mayweather fight. Triple's, Triple H, like, can you get me front row tickets, bro? All right. I mean, honestly, if you're going to. Obviously, he's pretty good at what he does. I, I don't know. I've just never he, been a fan of his commentary. Me his either. commentary style, I guess. It's just yelling. I don't get it. I, I go back and forth. Sometimes I'm a fan of it because it gets you a little bit into it. But then other times I'm like, whoa, calm down there. But Part, part of me thinks that it could just be because of WWE that it was like maybe it was dumbed down. It could be. I mean, obviously he's being, he's being brought on as May, for Mayweather McGregor and every other thing for a reason. So, so this, you know what? Maybe him, him him going to NXT is a really good thing because he could work on that transfer over to a – yeah. Wrestling and him with the the lead. Well, I mean, he called New Japan, didn't he? That I don't know. I believe he was famous for calling New Japan and stuff. So, um, for me, maybe it's like even still, it's a different style. Here, he gets the chance to be the lead. He doesn't have other people on the commentary table that yeah. are like above him, like John. I mean, JBL. I don't know. Why I said John. <laughs> You know, you and John go way back, back <laughs> we, to that day. MS, we really do. MSG event. Yeah, back to April twenty, April twentieth, two thousand. Yeah, him no, and Godfather. Yeah, or ninety nine. I don't remember. Where I met him outside in a restaurant. What do you mean, you? You weren't there. <laughs> but moving on from outside the ring news to some independent wrestling results. Uh, House of Hardcore twenty seven taking place in Brisbane, Australia. Uh, that was a terrible accent. Sorry to any Australian folks that may be listening uh, or may not be listening. I still apologize for that. Normally, I'm quite good at it. Yeah. No, I'll apologize again. Uh, yeah, also, you're never supposed to apologize on your own show. <laughs> uh, well. But Cole Cabana took on and defeated Ryan Nemeth. Um, strong and the Street Revolution defeated Alex Shepard. Jesse Daniels, 13, and Tim Cade. MVP took on and defeated Bull James. Matt Cross defeated Andy Phoenix and Robbie Eagles. Billy Gunn defeated Jake Hager. Street Fight, Muhammad Ali Vaiz defeated Tommy Dreamer. And the Young Bucks defeated the Spirit Squad. Then the next day, in Sydney, Australia, Coca-Bana defeated... Hunter P.S. Hayes. Madison Eagles picked up that victory over Shaz McKenzie. Carlito defeated Ryan Nemeth. Madison Eagles is someone that you, you, we haven't heard of in a long time. Maybe she's just been doing like a lot of shimmer and stuff, but I haven't heard of her name in a while. And she was old, she was at the top with their, at, with uh, cheerleader Melissa for a long time. Yeah. Uh, Spirit Squad defeated Bull James and Caveman Ugg. Robbie Eagles defeated Andy Phoenix and Jack Bonza. Uh, Jack Swagger. I don't know why that's different. They. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> did you get it on their website or no? No, I got it off of Cage Match. 
it's kind of funny on their website. Every time you lift Swagger, like on one one night they listed him as Jack Swagger, and then the other night it was Jack Hager, and it said in parentheses he lost his swag or something like that. <laughs> and then the next day it would be like Jack without Jack no Swagger or something like that. Oh, like yeah. So Swagger defeated Muhammad Ali Vaez. MVP defeated Matthew Cross. And once again, the Young Bucks picked up the victory, defeating Billy Gunn and Tommy Dreamer. Um, just to group this together, do you want to skip the MYWC and go to the third House of Hardcore, 29? Let's do it. In Bassendine, Australia, House of Hardcore 29 took place on the 18th of June. Cole Cabana defeated Chris Weiss. Aaron O'Malley and Damian Slater and Gavin McGarvin defeated Andrew Carter, Craven, and Logan Gray. Mark Silva picked up the victory over Ryan Nemeth. Ah, the Silva back. Uh, Billy Gunn defeated Muhammad Ali Vaiz. Bull James defeated Tommy Dreamer and Carlito. Matt Gross <laughs> defeated Andy Phoenix. MVP defeated Jack Swagger. And the Bucks of Young defeated the Spirit Squad. Yeah. Now let's go on back up. To on the, the 17th, 17th, MYWC, a matter of pride, too, taking place at the MYWC Sportatorium in Deer Park, New York. Ashton Starr defeated Sonny Kiss. Billy Dixon defeated El Elemento. Milk Chocolate defeated Brittany Savage and Megan Mason. MYWC Starless Champion... Will and I together defeated Tina San Antonio. And the Fella Twins defeated Maria Manic and Max Caster. Yeah. Later um, on in that night, same venue, same company. Going the distance. Time. What'd you say? Different what? Different time. Yeah, well, that's what I, whatever, <laughs> you would assume that. Um, well, I believe it was right afterwards, so same time frame. But MYWC going the distance took place. Talent defeated Alvin Alvarez. Blake Morris defeated Ace Austin. Milk Chocolate defeated Tracy Williams and Tyler Murphy. Angelo Andrews defeated Spider. For the MYWC Heavyweight Championship number one contendership, Alex Reynolds picked up the victory over Rex Lawless. DJ Hyde defeated Kit Osborne. For the MYWC Starlet Championship, Willow Nightingale defeated Brittany Savage. The Beer Belly Bandits defeated the Hounds of Hatred. And for the MYWC Fusion Championship, the champion Big O successfully retaining that title against Johnny Radke. Yeah, he also had in the main event MYWC Tag Team title on the line in a four-way match. Uh, Born and Bred, the champions, defeated Milk Chocolate and the Benson Bros, Ed, G.I.T., and J-Red. Yeah. Uh, some upcoming shows on the 1st of July in Del Mar, New York. You have Dynasty No Escape. You're going to be seeing uh, Jim Anderson and Bull Hightower facing off against each other. Man, uh, Bull Hightower is a beast. Um, you also are going to be seeing Kenny Roberts taking on Furial Falcon. Uh, Casey Carlisle will be taking on Allison Jade. Falcone. Um, you're going to have Andrew Anderson and Greg Valentine. Yeah. 
Uh, in a steel cage match for the Dynasty Championship, you're going to be seeing the champion Tyler Vincent take on Zach Clayton. Yeah, so that's Dynasty Wrestling. Go check them out. Yeah. I feel like there was a... Yeah! I thought there was like a bull... I don't know. Now I'm what? confused. I thought there was like a, a, a bull strap match or whatever. I don't know. Um, but on the first, you also got a House of Glory. Never trust the snake in Queens, New York. You got Ken Broadway taking on Joe Gacy. You're going to be seeing the House of Glory World Championship on the line. Anthony Gangone taking on Leo Rush. You're also going to be seeing Jake Roberts, Chris Eden, Smooth Blackman, and a ton more scheduled to appear. Yeah, so check it out. House of Glory in Queens. Uh, hey, Dave. Shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. Thank you very much to the following people for promoting us in this week of professional wrestling. Go follow Keelan at Kulate. Also go follow Chris at pure underscore genius. Check out John at Mr. John Faust. Also go follow our friend Pete Vincent Farr at P Vincent Farr. Also, go check out an awesome podcast, Weekly Wrestling Podcast at Weekly W Podcast. They just released, uh, they have an interview that's going to be uploaded featuring Cody Rhodes and uh, Ethan, pa- uh, Ethan Page. They also have an episode upcoming this week featuring an interview with Chris Wolf and Jay White. And then next week, are you ready for this? Next week. They're going to be interviewing DJ Z and Vaughn Vertigo. So go check them out on the Elite Podcast Network at Weekly W Podcast, Weekly Wrestling Podcast.com. Also, go check out Wrestling IQ 101. Go follow them on Facebook, an awesome podcast over there. Also, Team Awesome 418. Go like them on Facebook. Montreal Broski, good old Eric at MTL Broski. Go check out First Thing in the Morning, youtube.com slash First Thing in the Morning Show. And we wish you the. Okay, shout outs. I'm Louie Anderson. Survey says Brandon shout outs. Check out the new season of Flaked on Netflix. Uh, I think summer seems to be a damn good time for Netflix shows. It's Why? Like, what other shows? Well, I mean, last week I gave a shout out to Orange Is the New Black and Glow is coming out tomorrow. Flaked, starring uh, Will Arnett, back for his second season. He plays a recovering um, alcoholic. If you've never seen the show, no, I have not. But the show that I cannot wait to come back is Stranger Things. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Wrecked. I was like, bro. Well, I mean, I already started watching that again. Yeah, it's the you know the guy that that plays. Um, Oh, I don't know his name. The guy kind of looks like a caveman. The, the like, hippie guy? Yeah. Yeah. He's on Flaked. Oh, all right. Yeah, so definitely check it out. Uh, something else you can watch on Netflix. It's definitely not a new show. It's from 2005, maybe. Uh, extras, Ricky Gervais' show. Uh, he plays an extra. It's funny. Check it out. And yeah, then, sorry, I got nothing. And then uh, last up's going to Ed Sheeran. 
I think he absolutely kills it. And I wish he would announce more New York City tour dates because they sold out a few months ago like that. And now I can't go see him in September. You know I saw him live? Uh, did you? Right, didn't he open with oh, Taylor I, Swift? Did you say didn't? What did you say? You know I saw him live. You did not see him live. I saw oh. him live three times, though. Oh. Oh, wait, he's the redheaded guy. Yeah. No, I've never seen him. He puts on a damn good show, too. Oh, I don't doubt that. Good so, job. Yeah, so go check out Ed Sheeran if he's by you and it's not sold out. But I doubt it because he's probably sold it out by now. But now it's time for our... It's time for the mark out moment of the week. Brandon, take it away. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, mark out moment of the week. I mean, it has to go to Mike and Maria Canellis' theme song. Totally marked out for it. It is so awesome. Uh, cannot wait to download that and put it as a alarm. Um, yeah, no, it is an awesome theme song and very... Very refreshing to see that they're skipping, bypassing NXT, coming straight to the main stage, which we haven't seen in a little, but I don't think we've seen since the Bullet Club, uh, someone debut on the main roster and bypass the entire NXT system. Oh, and Yeah, I was going to say AJ Styles, but that was before Bullet Club. Yeah, so very awesome to see that taking place, and I'm excited to see what's going to happen with Mike and Maria. And everything that you said before with the taking of the last name of a female, I think is so ground. It's very even though even though maybe, WWE probably doesn't even like. Yeah, right. They haven't even I, probably thought yeah, of it. I don't but think. After listening to this, they'll realize that it's pretty groundbreaking, and then they could probably like spin it into the entire like, um, this money in the bank angle with everybody so annoyed. They could kind of like try to balance that with this, but burning up in your love. Is an awesome theme song. Cannot wait to hear it more and more on SmackDown. And looking forward to see what happens with Mike Which, and Maria. Which, by the way, so stupid that they weren't even on this week. I thought that was really stupid. You have a huge debut for them, and then they're just forgotten about for your main show? Why is it I feel like they were on there? No, they weren't. They were in between commercial breaks. Oh. Yeah. All right. That is an interesting move, but you know what? That's okay. Yeah, I guess. I, mean, I think I think we came to the conclusion already that SmackDown this week was a little bit of a mess because of the fallout from Money in the Bank. Well, I mean, you came to that conclusion, but... Yeah. I watched Moana for the first time today. Now, is that the Hawaiian movie? It's... I want to say Samoan. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, though. I think the, the girl that plays Moana is Hawaiian, though. All right. But Rock, who's a demigod, is Samoan, so. Gotcha. But yeah, check that movie out. It was, it was a fun movie. It was a fun movie indeed, Brandon says. And I say, marking out 333 is completed. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. Thank you for downloading this. 
Uh, please check us out over at markandout.com, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. You can go buy our T-shirts, please, prowrestlingtees.com slash markandout. Also, like us on Facebook. We are so close to breaking 3,000. Facebook.com slash markandout. Please, please, please give us a like. Tell your friends, everyone, to give us a like. Uh, we actually don't really post too much on there, so don't worry. We won't spam you. Just give us a like. Uh, Twitter, at MarketAt, at BTTG161, at DaveTheRave underscore MO, and on YouTube, YouTube.com slash MarketOut. If you want to be a musical interlude, shoot us an email. Mark, MarketOut11, bro. Yeah, MarketOut11. Uh, shoot us an email, MarketOut1 at gmail.com if you want to be a musical interlude. And anything else? Nope. We wish you the best of luck in your future endeavor have a wonderful week